you tell we're all very excited. We're all very <laughs> excited to come back to this thing that was essentially the groundwork for this podcast getting started that we've since lost a significant amount of enthusiasm for. Mm-hmm. Well, it started as two shows and now it's ballooned to almost six. Well, yeah. when we started, there was four. Yeah. I think yeah. Lucy was talking about the podcast, like our show but yeah oh no no i was talking oh. about the cw specific oh but, well no when it we started when they were no we started when they had four um yeah they had yeah. Legends already. yes it was in its second season we started yeah. basically at the best time to start this show oh god no covering legend season one i would have fucking blown my brains out yeah, mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. absolutely yeah especially when you got to like the middle part and then i think like the bird person episode would have just made me go like yeah. fuck this show forever which mm. it's hilarious to bring up the first season of Legends. Yeah. Wait. Wait. Why? Well, when we, well, after I guess introductions, we'll get into it. Yeah. Well, there's only there's three of us. This is probably the first three man show since um I think it was me, Chris, and Alan. Yeah. Three man show. I think yeah, I did one, one of these at least. Yeah. Yeah. I do. Th- there was that episode where it was just me and Eric talking about Supergirl very quietly. That was the thing. <laughs> so, yeah. Also, like, for a three-man show, me, Alan, and Chris is like, the, the, the amount of energy was so lopsided. I don't know if we ever... <laughs> did we release that episode? I, I, we did. I disowned it immediately, though. <laughs> uh, <laughs> I remember that. Uh, yeah. Well, the, that's where the... This is... We're just going to do some behind-the-scenes talk now, because clearly that's more interesting to us. Um, that's where we instituted a three-man rule. That's where that came from. Yeah. We decided that anything less than four is an on a, a no-go in terms of releasing an episode, and it's just bad, bad yeah, pod. Well, in terms of who we had available to. Mm-hmm. Because now we have a handful of us who can just you know cycle in and out. Um, exactly. But mm-hmm. Hunter would be here, but uh, his Wi-Fi adapter and his laptop died. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, and Eric uh, has to pull a lid over his sarcophagus. Uh, <laughs> yeah. And, and get some slumber. Oh, he, I said, you know, I was going to say, like, if we were, um, oh, man, what is the the shadow show? Oh, sh- yeah, this is the shadow show. That's what we should call it. Probably. No, 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 no uh, the, uh, the vampire one. Oh, Dark Shadows? No, no, the, the one oh, with yeah. the... <laughs> to me, like, if we were them, Eric is not for the Nosferatu in from the movie. What would you... Oh, <laughs> what would you do in the shadows? Yeah. Eric, Eric's the Nosferatu. You gotta be specific. <laughs> when you're talking about a show, <laughs> shadows in the title. Dark Shadows! Oh, Oh wait, that was the the, the soap opera oh, that they remade with Johnny yes. Depp, right? Oh my god! Okay, I guess that also had vampires in it. Was there a yeah, show fight? Like, that's the main character. He has yeah, he's a vampire. Years old, nobody gives a shit about it. I was more thinking I mean, of like, uh, was like when we are in the shadows. Eric's the Nosferatu one. <laughs> so here's the problem. I even though that show exists, I think of that as a movie first. I do not oh. think of it as a show. Um, like, yeah. So that's why. That's why. Yeah, I should have with the movie, but I couldn't. I, for yeah. some reason, all the advertisements for it. But yeah, uh, you, you are right. Eric is definitely the Nosferatu. He's the. <laughs> he dragged me into the cabin, and then <laughs> he's Peter, <laughs> and now he's Peter, and we're very good friends. Yeah. Um. Yeah. 
Yeah, it's a castle, and it was Peter. <laughs> we mm -hmm. never yes, Peter, are you coming to the, is Peter coming to the flat meeting? Peter is 8,000 years old, he's not yeah. coming to the flat meeting. <laughs> <laughs> that's yeah, Eric is 8,000 years old, he's not coming to the podcast. <laughs> yes, that's that's exactly right. Um, did we actually introduce ourselves or not? No. Because I'm uh, like, getting there, and I'm, I'm, I'm a little tired, buddy. Yeah, no, I get it. I, I, I get it. Yeah. <laughs> Very, uh, very sleepy. Um, low, low energy Connor. Low energy Connor McGraw. Um, I feel like this week has been fucking an eternity for some reason. I also slept yeah. like dog shit the last two nights, and my eyes actually hurt. Nice. <laughs> Who else is here? Uh, Arlen Haro, as usual, and Lou Gonzalez. Are you all ready for some fucking hyper enthusiastic CW show talk? Yeah, it's gonna be it's gonna be real great. Um, yeah. So I don't think any of the shows were bad. Yeah, I agree. I think they were um, all good to great. I would mm -hmm. certainly uh, not. Well, it's. I think we, as a group, we're uh, we're past like the fucking worst this network has had to offer so far. Yeah. Yeah. I, I don't because, see how they could really get as bad as they have been. Um, so yeah. I think all the shows have had bad seasons at this point, and all have yeah. learned their. For some reason, yeah, Legends was the quickest. Mm -hmm. But I think they also had to be. If they had another bad season, season they were like, "We're not doing that shit again." Yeah, mm -hmm. they're like, "Oh, we need yeah. to be the comic, like the goofy, compl almost completely comedy, uh, quantum leap, but with superheroes kind of a show." Yeah. Yeah, definitely. I think they figured it out. They figured out the the number of episodes that they need. Um, oh, which was huge tone. this year. Yeah. What the right exact budget is and how much bad CGI the audience is willing to put up with um, if it's if it's in a well-written episode. Um, so, yeah. They've also done, like, awesome expansions on these characters. Like, at this mm -hmm. point, Nick is one of the greatest television characters of all time. Yeah. He's a goddamn like uh famous romance novelist. Yeah. But legit famous and goes to romance cons, which is an episode. <laughs> yeah, there's an entire episode that's mostly about that. Um Wait, I'm sorry, repeat pretty that great. again? Yes. So <laughs> so the it's books like that he's been writing, yeah, he's gotten to make a whole series of them and he's become like an E.L. James or a Stephanie Meyer. Um <laughs> what are you talking about Mick? Yes, he has yes. a student. Um, yeah, and he uh, he ends up hiring Charlie to stand in for him, um, and then like fans start uh, uh, they like start asking her questions, gate, gatekeeping, and all that, <laughs> and she and can't answer them. Specifically, it's the new girl on the show. I mm -hmm. uh, what is her name? I can't uh, remember. I, food girl, food truck girl. Um, yeah. yeah, Layla or something. I don't remember. Um, yeah. Yeah, my brain's working real well. Yeah, um, so it's mine. Um, by the way, uh, for those, I I still no, have no. Uh, Legend season four, um, and that is uh, I'm just gonna voice this uh, issue with it now. Um, uh, going into season four, I was not too jazzed that uh, basically like, hey, remember last season? It was more of the same stuff. Um, uh, it isn't and isn't like. Definitely, there's a first half. The first half of it's very lacking. When it came back from break, mm -hmm. the, the the Luchador Chupacabra kind of episode, mm -hmm. uh, 
it like really turned. Yeah, because they, they really, should. Yeah, they figured out a good direction with it, and they. The, this is the season where I think they take things the least seriously of any season, um, which is I think that required an adjustment period. Um, yeah, they should have like, period. Oh, we, we got a call from like. Oliver and Barry. Oh, we're not. No, we, we don't need to do the crossover this year. Yeah, like, that's not my big no crossover. Hard pass. Yeah, mm-hmm. which they call back at the, in the finale. Yeah, do they really? Yes. Yeah, they, they're like we call them, and uh, they're not interested. This is below them, uh, or something to that effect. Yeah, and um, what's his name? Uh, not Ray. What's the other one's name? Um, Nick, or not Nick? Nate. Is it Nick? Nate. 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 Nate goes. Should have done the crossover. Nick is his real name. I yeah. Uh, yeah. Forgive me, audience that probably doesn't care. Um, yeah. <laughs> but I feel like to kind of sum up that second half, what we learn is that because Nate's dad takes over, Hank, mm-hmm. who is what's his name from Back to the Future. Yes. Biff. Yeah. Old Biff takes Biff. over, and he has a plan. It's amazing. <laughs> which is the greatest thing ever. Which is if if I told you his plan was Jurassic Park, but with supernatural creatures that he captured from throughout time. You probably wouldn't believe me, um, but that that's that's his plan. Yes, he literally makes a deal with one of DC's versions of the devil in order to capture magical creatures to build the childhood drawing of, that Nate made of a magical land, like a sea world, but with like, yeah, fucking magical creatures. This, this sounds more like Rick and Morty now than uh, Doctor Who or Quantum Leap. Yes. It kind of it kind of goes there in some places. Yeah, um, yeah like and there's there's a character they introduce who's the who's the Italian contractor that's building it. Um, <laughs> because why not? <laughs> well, this this sounds amazingly like the uh, the Fruity Land episode of season three of Rick and Morty. Oh, um, I mean, it's like because. So Hank gets killed because he goes back on his deal. And then yes. it's like all pissed and won't talk to his dad. And then they're trying to figure out Constantine's like, he gets, it's, uh, what's his name's wife? I can't remember. Nora is framed mm-hmm. for Hank's murder. And Constantine's yes. like, this doesn't seem right. And he does a seance where he summons Hank into Mick's body. And That's Nate will right. not come. And they have like a whole scene where Mick is doing like Nate, like the dad, the old man. Mm. And it goes into this whole thing, and Nate's like, "Oh, I can't believe my dad did this deal with a, like a demon," because it's Neron, who's like a big, big DC bad. And then yeah. when he finds the place, and he basically his dad had been both signed to deal with the devil and a devil, and wasn't he also stealing money from the Time Bureau? Mostly to build the park. Um, yeah, that was the real purpose of it, and some of it was going to Neron, who was using it to capture monsters so he could build like an army um well because kind of. he wants to, well kind, yeah kind of he yeah. really wanted souls um well, we because he's trying to, to yeah because his, his whole plan is a hell. coup yeah basically. we also traveled to hell this season like legitimately mm-hmm. um yeah. be, because neuron takes over ray's body and so yep. for the final quarter of the season ray palmer is the villain yep Brandon Routh gets to flex his villain chops, and as tends to happen in these shows, when someone who's a true blue hero gets to play villain, they usually kill it. Oh, he's um, great. Yeah, he's he's up there with Evil Rip. Um, yeah, just very good. Very very well done. Um, 
and his his performance is just very evil in like a very fun way. He's um, mustache twirly, but like in a very like tongue in cheek way. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, because yeah, he trades his soul in order for Neron not to kill Nate. Yeah, um, on his body, and then Constantine chooses to go to hell to save him, and then gets given a choice to save him or um, I can't remember the, the little girl, the little girl yeah. that he is his whole backstory. And then it's revealed she's no longer a little girl. She's like an adult in hell. And they yep. robbed the bank that has like the souls of the coins. That's So that introduced an entire aspect of the show that I just, I was Which, like, wait, what? And they <laughs> show they grow up in hell. <laughs> yeah. And they show like a triumphant that's running hell. And it's Lucifer, Beelzebub, and somebody else. And one of them is, uh, I think it was PB Herman. No, no fucking way. I mean, if it was, I that's great. But I don't think any of them were anybody notable that I no, remember. No, one of them um, was a big name. The one that played Lucer. Maybe. Um, but yeah, like they're, they're, they show up and they sort of trick John, you know, the way that John usually does it. Um, so then Nora goes in to save him um, after she decides to take over the role of the fairy godmother from the yeah, fairy she, godmother from earlier gets, in the season. Yeah. She gets tricked into it because she can do it to save. Uh, I just said her name before Mona, who mm-hmm. becomes like a wolf man. And yeah. Gary, Gary also gets turned evil for a little while. And he has, yes. an, he has an evil nipple. <laughs> he has an evil third nipple. Yeah. Yeah. This what show goes fuck? really goofy <laughs> in this season. It gets real goofy real fast. And, it, it yeah, they needed that adjustment period. They needed to like slowly trickle in the goofiness because yeah, if it had just started at like ten with Gary having a third evil nipple, like that would have been well, that would have been a, different. And it's a callback to the first episode when the unicorn bites off his nipple. Mm-hmm. Yeah, he gets the nipple back, and oh, the nipple right. is all hell infused. Yeah, um, so like he literally takes over the time bureau by making people look at his nipple. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, monster. What? Monster wants to hear about this too. Clearly, um, yes. did you guys hear that? Lightly. Oh, now you got nothing to say. Right, that's how it works. Okay, he's like the, okay. yeah, no, he's okay. like the ragtime frog. The you are gonna sit there until we're done because you planned so much about coming in here. So now you get to wait it out. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, that's how it goes. You're a prisoner here. <laughs> oh. Okay, we'll climb on my Your soul is mine. Yeah, um, like, I just I would got say Mortal Kombat, and he's amazing. That the one, one of the episodes I loved, loved was the one with Sarah and um, what the hell is her name? The the, the head of the Time Bureau person. Yeah, uh, Ava. Ava, where like they're kind of having to like deal with their relationship. Um, yeah, there's. Time. Yeah, they're like they're trying to figure out if they're gonna stay together. Together. Like if they're gonna do all the later stage relationship stuff, getting married, having kids, moving in all together and that kind of stuff. Um and it's a really like emotional episode, actually, and it they handle it very seriously. Um and yeah, it's just it's a very strong episode. And it's sort of uh it sort of is in line with that episode of Arrow from way back where they're trying to save Sarah's soul. Um, mm-hmm. similar kind of idea. Um, but of course it's played for a few more jokes, but that that's the thing that when legends wants to be serious, it still has the ability to be serious. 
Um, and that, that episode really, really works on that level. Um, yeah. And I think it's like right after the episode where they, um, abduct Nixon. Um, because oh, yes. of course they, they abduct Nixon. Why wouldn't they? I expect nothing less? Yeah. And it's a great episode. Cause like it's them in a, cause they have to steal a RV mm-hmm. and there. And at the same time, Nate is with his dad and they're kind of talking about stuff. And it's like yeah. that side part is really heavy. And then as it goes through, Hank realizes that Nate's betraying him. Yeah. Which that's where the, that's the episode that's actually responsible for Nate's father dying because yes. Nate sort of touches something in him and he realizes that he did something wrong. Um, and actually the episode following that immediately is the musical episode where oh, the Bollywood one. Yes. Where they go full Bollywood. Um, and it, again, like it's also oh, that's amazing because they capture a guy who has a thing that's like he's the Hindu god of love. He's like so, a, yeah, he's like a sex demigod type yes. thing. Um, so they do. There's a couple like basically like, one everybody that he's in like I'm trying to think like pre-revolutionary like he's in like the colonial time, but they're in England because Jane Austen is there. Yeah, it's um I can't remember what it's called. It's, it's not like, Elizabethan. Yeah, it's like um, sense it's, and sensibility uh, something playing yeah, that. Yeah. Uh, yeah, the writer of Sense and Sensibility shows up and yeah, it's very um Jane Austen E and then it turns into like Aladdin or any sort of classic Bollywood thing. Um and then also Mona is a werewolf. And yeah. that's also happening. Well, and there's also when they capture him, everyone on the ship has a wet dream. Yes. And we get to jump into a couple of their fantasies. Mm-hmm. Uh, think, uh, alarmingly like another DC show that had um something along those lines. Yeah. because uh, yeah. I guess in Patrol they meet um uh, a sentient street. Um that oh, the Flex, the Flex Metallo episode, Flex, right? Yeah, Flex, which gives everybody an orgasm. Yes, this is a little different because like Frazier's robot character who then reveals like, no, I just wanted to fit in. I wasn't feeling anything. Yeah. <laughs> the only other thing that's cool about the scene is like one Zari has like a dream threesome with Nate and the God and yeah. then Ray and Nora hook up in the bed. And it's the first time that they hook up. Yeah. Which builds on like the I think the big story, like as we get to the end of the season, is that like Nate and Zari become a couple. Yeah, Which, they do, and then that's then that gets become, taken away. But well, I, I think yeah, that's a yeah, that's that's a thing that happens at some point. <laughs> Wait, has it? Yeah. Wait, basically, the, um, like it, it's yeah. the time travelness of everything because she's from the future. Mm-hmm. So yeah, there. So two two of the finales of this this go around are very similar, and they rely on very similar. Oh uh, wait a com- second! Did he just fucking get vixened again? Kind of. Um, oh, for God's sake, stop it. <laughs> so, it, it, it it's like a heavy Yeah, I can't remember how it, how it works exactly. It plays, okay, so it plays out that the computer basically tells them that if they're oh, planning yeah. to use the, what is it, like Nate's world, the, the amusement park well, with the monsters. So the, the, the amusement park has like a Disney on Ice presentation show. Um, and that's why they ask like Supergirl and Flash and Arrow to show up because they're going to do a show uh, with monsters and creatures to save the world, to give children hope again. Um, which we said, yeah, to give people hope. Plan, which is because in- 
yeah. Um, yeah. In Ray's body, he creates an app where if you find you see a monstrous creature, if you sign up for the app, you can report it. And then the Ray's forces, uh, along with the Time Bureau, will come and capture it. Right. In, in the uh, user agreement is that you're selling your soul to Neuron. <laughs> right, and it's and they sort of they sort of establish that that's where the future Zarya is from comes from. It's because of this thing that happens in this season. Um, so if they stop Neron, Zari no longer has to go on the run. She no longer has to be from a future where everything is bad. Um, yeah. So as a result, she she's not the bearer of that stone yeah and we see uh, kids uh, are like she's like seven in 2019 mm-hmm. uh, because yeah. she plays a big part in actually kid zari plays a big part in the plot yeah and basically yeah. the ending is if she stays on the ship she could be saved from the time change but they're trying yeah. to figure out a way to be neuron with all this happiness and people won't use the app and then it's not really working and then basically the plan b which no one wanted to do was that if he killed, if Neron killed Nate, then their deal would be off and Ray's soul would be released. So mm. Constantine magic's like a switcheroo, and he straight up like chokes uh, Nate to death. Whoa. And yeah. he dies, and then like he sits and has like a moment with his dad where they're both ghosts. Yes, and then a song, <laughs> and then a song plays. That they start singing and everybody starts singing along to it, um, and that helps them save the day. I well, think. I think they go with it's the whole Monsters Inc. thing, which is oh, if, if fear powers magic, then maybe love can power magic as well. Yeah, so the yeah. Same love, it's like the thing from um, the Elf. So like, mm-hmm. with like singing is the best way to raise Christmas cheer. So they are able right. to power up yeah. and then Constantine brings Nate back to life. That's right, because he gets the he gets the fairy godmother staff. Um yes. so yeah, you have a Minotaur playing a guitar and Oh yeah, there's an ogre singing. <laughs> yes. It's it's fantastic. It's so like, like if like someone took acid and walked into Disneyland. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Oh, that's exactly what it is. They have like they create a monster jam band. Mm-hmm. It's really, it's really something special. Bears, but with fucking monsters. And one of the best yes. parts of this is during this whole thing, Nora is stuck in that giant blue taffeta dress that the fairy godmother had been wearing because the whole thing is, uh, Neron was fell in love with a woman in hell, and they keep saying they're bringing back Tabitha, Tabitha, and it's revealed to be the fairy godmother. So she's his like evil side, like she's the woman next to him that they're going to yes. rule hell. And it's the yeah. same actress. Like it's the old woman that played the fairy godmother. Mm-hmm. It's pretty great. Um, yeah. And there's a bunch of other little stuff that I would point out. Um, uh, like uh, we see Constantine's long lost relative. Um, oh yeah. <laughs> from like, like pagan England. England. Yeah. And it is um, the most hilariously bad set ever of Stonehenge, but it's so mm-hmm. good to have, I feel like in this show when things are like so bad, it kind of actually adds to the character of the show. It does. It it it's it's all part of the the identity of this show, where it's just like bad sets, uh, a very bad wig, um, but it's all part of the charm. Oh, so. like fucking Damien's wig from last season is still one of the funniest things this it's, show has ever produced. He yeah. looks like they picked up a wig off of like a like a Witcher cosplay and slapped it on his head. <laughs> yes. but also, like, there was points where like he did like a stunt moment like an action sequence and like the way <laughs> yeah. 
yeah. <laughs> it would go completely rigid and like hey, it so would good. like hair. Um, we almost missed the big, the big hilarious reveal. So when they find when Constantine finds Ray's soul in hell, he hears him screaming, and so he busts oh, yes. open the door, and instead it's Ray playing giant Jenga with the man who's been there because he was always there. yes. And it's it was me. I was there. Um, and he's wait. like reformed. Yes. Like, no, he's like a good guy. Yes. Like he's cool. You're literally, like, but he's just like, what was I even like after you about? He's like, oh, it's this whole thing with a girl, but we don't even need to talk about. It. He's like, oh man, I love that guy. It is like such a great scene. <laughs> yeah, I mean, he gets like a yeah. Tell me, they, they go to hell and Vandal Savage is there playing giant Django with. Ray, yes, yes, it's he great. Says that, like, oh, they sent me in here to torture him, but then we just started talking, and so now we're just hanging out, bro. Like, they just blow down in hell, yeah. This, and it's just that actor with a big, stupid fucking grin in his face. It's so good, it's so, so good. Um, yeah, it's, I love it. Um, yeah, stuff like that is great. Um, yeah, there's, there's some questions about this that this season leaves us on. Um, the main one is. How are they gonna like play around with the whole Zari being her brother now thing? Yeah, um, they end where they're like Nate and her are hugging because she comes out to help. <clears throat> so like then he backs up and like they don't remember, mm-hmm. and then now it's just her brother. And yeah. the only person who remembers the ship, I think. Yes, uh, yeah, I think so. Um, which is interesting. Uh, I'm curious to see how they'll work with that. I imagine that's just gonna be undone. By the end of Crisis, maybe unless that actress just doesn't want to be on the show anymore, um, which we'll see. Um, they came up with an interesting way to bring back um, what's her name that played Vixen, which mm-hmm. I actually liked her version of Charlie. Like I, yeah, I liked having yeah. that character, the changeling on the ship, and it just being like this weird thing, and her doing the accent, which I'm guessing is her real voice. I think it is as well. Um, and I'm cool with it, but again, like she's one of the things that grows on you as the show. I was gonna say that's interesting because this the moment she showed up, I was like, "Fuck off with this!" We like because to me it felt like dragging out the Nate Vixen stuff to the point where it. Yeah, well, it, well, they eject that. That's the thing. They eject all of that completely, and it sort of it kind of transitions over to Zari and their sort of thing that they have. Um, but even that starts off more as like a. I miss you type of thing like they because Nate leaves the ship and then it sort of naturally develops into a relationship that feels kind of so that by the time it's like do I choose Nate or do I choose my life here it works so yeah Nate should really stop falling for girls with totems I agree this is true they should all have girlfriends and boyfriends off the ship and uh, that would be an interesting source of everyone should listen to Cisco That's that's true. This is very true. Um, yeah. Um, the other question that comes out of this season, which is very much set up for next season, and it's where I, I think the the comment that well, this is just what we saw last season. That this next season is where I'll be like, yeah, that's really true here, because they basically set up the woman who um, Constantine trapped in hell as sort of not the big bad. But sort of like a someone who's going to be mid-season replaced. Oh, that would be um, like three seasons of magic is not what I want from this show. Yeah. Well, but, well okay, so what they're going to do with it is, is interesting. 
because she so they establish this thing where every soul is a coin um and you cash in the coin and own their soul and you can do with whatever you want with their soul so she steals a bunch of coins that are very high price and like very rare and you see one of them is like Genghis Khan one uh, of them is Genghis Khan yeah. Stalin Charlie mm-hmm. Manson um, yes there's like a bunch of other I don't know if Hitler was one of them but I wouldn't be surprised I wouldn't be surprised either so that seems to be the the story up to crisis probably yep. is them trying to take all these <laughs> historical <laughs> figures who will probably be in the wrong place. Um, what is and, this? Uh, it reads like that fucking holodeck sequence from Futurama where like Hitler shows up, like Genghis Khan shows up and then mm-hmm. well shows up. Yeah, oh. it'll kind of be like that Dragon Ball Z movie. Yes. Where, oh, <laughs> eradicate the Saiyans? Yes. Yeah, we're we're go Trump, we're go tanks fights Hitler. Um, yeah, it'll be oh, like that. GT. Yeah, no, it wasn't. Yeah. It was a it was a Dragon Ball movie. It was the one that was the video game that they that, then turned into a movie. That is not in the re-release. <laughs> it's the I one bet. where they fight Janimba, the giant Boo knockoff. Mm-hmm. He's a giant white belly with like the holes, and then he turns into the demon-looking thing with the sword. Oh, oh, it's fucking. Uh, it's the fusion movie. Yes, it's like Fusion Reborn. Yeah, that's that's yeah. a debut of Gogeta. Yes. Okay. Yeah. And then like everybody on Earth, it's like I think it's supposed to take place after the Boo Saga or like during it. Because yeah. Gotenks is there, and Gohan is in like the Great Saiyan outfit. So it yeah. takes place during Boo Saga at some point, and he's a Boo ripoff. I was, um, yeah, that's that's the biggest thing levied at Janimba. Um, I was thinking oh, that. Oh, Nappa shows up in GT for a hot second, yeah, and then no, he, I, he, yeah, the ones that show up at Cell, Frieza, Bojack. I'm trying. It's like a bunch of the movie villains. I think Cooler and Lord Slug show up. It's like all the movie villains plus Frieza. So yeah, maybe wow. Cell doesn't show up. But that's the, but, anyways. Okay. Um, <laughs> oh, and Paul Rubens did do a voice in that episode in Hell. Okay. So yeah, that makes sense. Specials where Frieza, Cell, and somebody else—not Cell, uh, Frieza—and a couple movie villains come back. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Because there's the plan to eradicate the Super Saiyans. Was that one where fucking that uh, Hachiak robot shows up and then? Oh God, Hachiak. Yeah. <laughs> Or uh, if you go by the DBZA uh, treatment, he's Santa Claus. I love that version. <laughs> that's the. I think that's the first abridged thing Arlen watched. Probably. Yeah. Uh, uh, but anyway, uh, I guess we could transition to Supergirl if we want. Yeah, I yeah. mean, just like, uh, do you have any questions, Connor? After hearing I all know, this, like, I'm gonna. I'm like, it's. This sounds like I have to absorb a lot of it. So yeah, gonna... it's. I love that it was a shorter season, but like, it, it is bonkers. Yeah, like, of a season. Mm-hmm. Real, real crazy, but it's but I, like I, 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 I'd say it's a good uh, season though. I want them to go back to something more season two esque uh, in the future. Yeah, like I, even if this season was good, I don't think they've hit that height again yet because season two <laughs> felt fucking tense the whole fucking time. Um, mm-hmm. I, even Eobard aside, um, the Legion of Doom episode was amazing, and I don't think I have a fa- more favorite episode. Well, we kind of got that yeah. this season with the episode where so Constantine and Charlie because Charlie's powers are messed up so he Constantine takes the time jumper thing and goes to stop himself from like like he breaks up with his ex who um 
Neuron takes over, and they keep trying to fix it every time, like, the team is more jacked up. So that's where we get, like, the team where it's, like, the Charlie's Angels version, where only the women survive at some point, or yeah. the, like, guys are, like, all Ramboed out. <laughs> yeah, it gets real, real fucking nuts. Um, is that where we get the puppet episode, too? Yeah, well, no, the puppet episode is, like, right before that, and the puppet who who shows up again to be part of the theme park, which is just, no. Yeah, well, she's in the puppet of, what's his name, from... He's in the, the puppet dog. of Stein, yeah. That's yeah. Oh, no! It's, uh, yeah, he shows up in the final again at the finale. Like they call back everything. Mm-hmm. But I, I, th- I think I see what Connor's saying about like the season two is kind of a nice balance of being serious and goofy. Yeah, I think um, the is villains. Like who's who could like the Legion made sense because of the other shows. Mm-hmm. And yeah, I agree. Yeah, like, because so uh, yeah, yeah. Like, none of these characters have really interacted with anybody from the other shows but those three. That and, like, how many more fucking demons are you going to have come along to uh, possess somebody? I think they're going to move away from, like, demon stuff. I think they're going to do something more hard sci-fi-ish, especially Uh, post-crisis. Yeah. Justify a lot of that stuff. Yeah, they're not coming back till January. Big season two finale, like, Cliffhanger was, like, Congratulations, you broke time, and there's like a T Rex running around, like you know, contemporary, mm-hmm. whatever the fuck, and that gets resolved in like 30 seconds, basically. Well, because Rip created the time bureau, yeah, yeah he's like, yeah, yeah. I, I have the solution for this off screen, by the way, magic. Well, that's mm-hmm. one of the things is unless they bring in other big DC characters, like time characters, like what do you do with mm-hmm. this show? Like, I would actually yeah, love to see yeah. Rip come back in some sort of way. Mm. Well, I think that there's a lot of stuff that plays into it. Um, like Booster Gold sort of being locked away in a weird sense, like being in sort of a, a weird void where it's happening and it's not happening at the yeah. same time. Him and Blue Beetle are in this like prism that they're constantly kind of referred to in all the shows, but never shown. Yeah, like, yes. what? Here's the thing. Like, I don't hate Booster Gold, but... Who at Warner Brothers is like, nah, man, we gotta make a booster gold. So here's the thing. It's not even one of those situations. The producer of all this stuff, Berlanti, wants to direct the booster gold movie. Well, they were trying to do a sci-fi TV show. They were, yeah, they were. They were talking about it. But But then DC saw all his success with this CW stuff, and they wanted him to do a movie. And now DC is the DZ that we currently have to exist with, where we don't know what's happening and what's not <laughs> until like a month before it's about to come out or before there's a trailer. So like for all we know, that booster gold movie is never happening, but because there's a chance it might happen, they can't use booster gold, which would be, he would be perfect. But he, he wouldn't be a villain. He couldn't really be a villain for no, this. Just as a, I'm just saying, just as an additional character, like as an additional foil for these characters to sort of bring in and, you know, to add something different to the no, show. The whole putting, like, okay, like with that thing. Um, remember when they took Deathstroke from Arrow? So, like, nah, he's going to be in Justice League 2. Yeah. And now Justice League 2 is probably not happening. And mm-hmm. Joe Man probably never going to be slayed again like how stupid does this all look i would not when we get to it but like i would bet a lot of money on him coming back next season oh it's gonna fucking happen um, yeah. yeah 
but yeah, there's no like like also for a studio and like for a collective property that seems to be just fine with having two sometimes three versions of a character across several different mediums um mm-hmm. See why you can't have a TV booster gold, maybe a movie booster gold later down the yeah. line. Yeah. yeah, I agree. I agree. Just had the Flash in a Justice League movie, and there's five seasons of the TV show. It's fine. Yeah. Like the only character that they seem fine to do it with really is Brainiac. I feel like we've had like 17 Brainiacs. In yeah, well, a character like that is slightly different, but I, yeah, I agree. Like, there's, I feel like there's a Brainiac in every single universe. Like, I think there's been at this two. Point. Has there been two in Supergirl? There's well, technically yes, because of the whole Brainiac Five stuff that we saw, and there was that girl who's from his planet. Um, yeah, honestly, was, um, I think the uh, the Injustice Two Brainiac performance uh, is fucking amazing. So he's kind of my favorite version of him. Although everything I've, I can't believe I'm gonna say this, but here it is. I'm gonna back away from the microphone so people can actually hear my palpable shame. <sighs> Krypton looks fine. Yeah. Yeah, mm. Krypton looks interesting. Shut up, Alan. Um, <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, um, and I, I know, like a few months ago, I was like, "Fuck this show for Doomsday." But everything I see from that show, I'm like, "Wow, Doomsday looks really good." <laughs> it looks like it, <laughs> it looks, looks like they're doing good. their own thing with it, and they're having fun. So I like, yeah. I, I mean, there's a certain level of respect I have to have for it, and there are people who like it. Um, the difference is like it doesn't look like they're doing anything sacrilegious to me. Uh, unlike oh, another you're, certain like, show. You're, you're, <laughs> <laughs> I, I still I still want to watch all of Gotham just to see all of it in its context. Um, uh, because I want to see how Dick Cheney Joker actually forms. Um, but uh, the Brainiac I saw from Krypton is like the most legit looking on screen Brainiac I've ever seen. Mm-hmm. Amazing. Yeah. And yeah, like, the only actually, character that looks like where why is Lobo? Like what it's because why it's is he there? people know, I guess. I don't know. Yeah, but um, here's the thing. I don't know a single person, not a single one, from a casual acquaintance to like a best friend territory who's like, man, you know what fucking DC character I love? Lobo. <laughs> well, because right. it's the only like cool character from the nineties that DC had. That was right. like He's DC's Deadpool. He's going to get his own show now. Yeah. And to that, I'm uh, like, if you found out what Too Much Lobo is, a TV show. <laughs> yeah. He's not a good guy. He's not even, like, super interesting. He's interesting when he, like, pops in and fucks shit up. Yeah. Right. Or he's interesting as a parody. Like, in Justice League Unlimited, oh, he's yeah. hilarious. Because uh, he's just doing his a parody of himself, and it's uh the guy who played the brother on Everybody Loves Raymond, and he's just what he's yeah, and he's chewing the scenery. Um, wow, yeah. I didn't know his name, but actually, that's my favorite version of his voice. Like, I love oh that God. voice. Hey, I gotta find this right now. Was Lobo Justice League Unlimited? Yeah. yeah, it's like the he's in like a hand. Well, he was also in Superman. He did. He first appeared in Superman. Where they got kidnapped by a collector that was not Brainiac. Mm-hmm. Hang on a second. Let me keep going. I'm pretty sure it's that dude. But yeah, he voices. I'm pretty sure he voices so, him. Um, his name? I don't know. Brad Garrett? I yes, think? that's his name, Brad Garrett. That's 100%. And yeah, he's 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 credited as playing him in Justice League. Um, so yeah. It yeah. is Brad um, Garrett. Oh my God. He does yeah. a ton of voiceover work because he has that giant deep voice. Mm hmm. 
and he's yeah. a comedian, so he can play funny stuff. So Lobo, that's your villain for. But then again, like they've already taken him for Krypton, so we can't do Lobo as a Legends villain. And he would be. I, I like that. I like that. I like that the rest of the league is drawn like you expect them to look, and Lobo is drawn like he just walked out of an episode of Freakazoid. <laughs> like he, he looks ridiculous. Yeah, but he the design is great. Hang on. The only thing I was thinking was that like, and I don't know this. Like I don't really read Legion, but like, could they do something with the Legion? Because we see them appear on Supergirl. Like, is yeah. there a villain? I I really think they're waiting for Crisis because yeah. But yeah, like here's the thing with the future, you can establish a different. Legion of Superheroes pretty easily. And yeah, I don't see where the problem would be. Um, the only thing I would l- that would be interesting is if they played with multiverse stuff with them. Mm-hmm. And like, right. maybe we got like in like a evil legends team. That, that could oh, be cool. Oh, fuck. That would be great. Yeah. Yeah. Well, but don't just do mirror images of them. No, like, no, give them like, different images. Like, like um, uh, the fucking. The Evil Justice League. Um, oh, the uh, uh, like Ultraman yeah. and Super- the Crime Syndicate. Like, right? Like it's Superman, yeah. but it's not Superman, and it's like it's Clark Kent, but Clark Kent. I would do characters that are similar but like slightly different. So, mm-hmm. for, for like Mick, I would have like Weather Wizard or something like that, or Trickster, or. Mm-hmm. Um, instead, well, I mean, if we're if we're doing like Legends version of that, it would have to be a character who was once good who turned bad. Um, so why not do Ronnie? Yeah, uh, evil, evil it. Ronnie. Well, that's if you can get him. Is the problem? <laughs> well, yeah, but I mean, just an evil well, firestorm will work. You just get um, a different actor um, and basically have him. You know. He, he was in the same place Ronnie Raymond would have been, and he's supp- he's suppressing Professor Stein. Yes, mm-hmm. um, I'm trying to think who else. Like instead of Sarah, maybe get Laurel. On the- yeah, that could be that could be a thing. Especially, um, or you could or you could do. Um, I mean, you could just go really deep into the uh, the Legion of Shadows or Legion of Assassins thing and do fucking Shiva. Um, well, Lady like, Shiva would be awesome. Yeah, we want to get that's uh Nissa to be like an evil, a, a remaining evil version of Nissa. Bring uh, mm-hmm. bring fucking what's his face back and just do another evil rip. Yeah. Oh yeah, and but like, be, yes, but he was never good. Like he's always been just a piece of shit. Right. Yes. Absolutely. Um. Yeah. Do that. Uh, We're giving this to you. CW. Yeah. CW. <laughs> um. Yeah. It's a different show before we spend the whole night talking about legends. Um, so let's uh, jump to Supergirl. Yeah, yeah. I, I didn't finish. Um, and it's and now the time. Is- oh my god! It's, <laughs> it's, I would say it's definitely the best season of Supergirl. Yes. Um, um I love the idea because it's kind of what Flash did, but I think they did it better here with like the mid-season villain. Mm-hmm. So one is it? I can't remember. It's Citizen. It's Citizen Liberty. Liberty. Agent Liberty? Agent, Agent Liberty. Is yeah. a great villain. I love the backstory episode where you're like, oh, this is yeah. how man kind of falls. Right. And I love that it's plot. I love that, like... It's the somebody, Supergirl driven. Yeah, yeah. I love that somebody said, okay, what have we never really seen Lex do? 
before. And we've never really seen him beat by beat lay out an evil plan that's very, very complicated and very hard to understand, even if <laughs> if you're Lex. It's, but it's, you see it play out, and you see the minutia of it. Like it, it's not a thing of like, well, I've almost got my things together now, and it's all coming together. It, no, you you get to see his plan as it's really starting it, and how it works. It's and like how the Sherlock R.D.J. Sherlock Holmes movies, mm-hmm. but with Lex. and it's just yes. like every part of the entire series, the show was part of his game. Mm-hmm. And it's and so you, good. And you see it play out very like he's he's very little finger um from Game of yes. Thrones. He's it's just it's fantastic. And, and um, Pryor plays it so well because he starts off so subdued and mm-hmm. he's he, he's subdued, but he's also like I heard towards the end he just starts unloading. Oh he's amazing he does. at the end. He, but like in the beginning becomes, yeah. In the yeah. beginning he's very subdued and he, he's very like I'm trying mm-hmm. to figure out like he's still like kind of like shitting on everybody around him, but he's he's definitely like trying to play up a certain thing. And then when kind of the stuff happens with Lena and the mom, because like the mm-hmm. scene when they're because basically the whole like everything is a setup and they end up in the White House and the scene with the mom and stuff, he's like, if I wanted you dead, you'd be dead. Mm-hmm. And he's like, Oh, and like mom, like don't put the uh plutonium in my goddamn drink to try to poison me. And like <laughs> the- <laughs> Yes, <laughs> like they kind of become the Adams family at the end, like or the Munsters, yeah. uh, the the Luther family. <laughs> hey, hold on, I just I just did a quick search. Does he get his fucking power suit? Oh yes, yes. that's the thing that so I'm, I'm, yes. I'm glad that I like I I would have preferred seeing it in the show because I would have lost my mind. But I don't know when I would have gotten to it. So I know it's there. I'm definitely more inclined to go watch. They straight up do. It's completely hilarious. Iron Man, like obviously, doesn't look as good, but it's the purple and green. And then he does the head uh, RDJ thing, and he's singing "It My Time" by Frank Sinatra. Well, yeah. when he because the whole thing is the the Red Sun story. I actually think is great too. Like I actually love that whole backstory and showing how he manipulates her. Mm-hmm. And all that he, stuff. So, yeah, he, yeah, he just builds all these sort of pieces around himself, and she just shows up randomly. And I guess because of things that happened in the previous season of Supergirl, which, as far as we know, it ended in like episode fifteen, and things were very <laughs> weird when it, it ended. It but never ended. I mean, no, it, it, it ended what, right there, and that was they just yeah. woke up like that was a what, weird dream. Yeah, what they did, and I won't say the name of the show, is they took something directly from that show, and. <laughs> Um, when they play, with, they play with different colors of kryptonite, so specifically the black one splits you into it's like the Superman, yes, and that's three. a rule that was established in the show that shall not be named, yes. Um, I believe it was, I think that's where it was first established, at least. Um, and it's actually it's used to great effect in that show, um, I, I would say, um, using Sam Witwer, oddly enough, um. Yeah, so they yeah. use it for him. They use it for Rosenbaum's Lex at one point. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, so like that's how she gets split off. So she's like a blank slate Supergirl that gets dropped off, and they kind of do a good job of like going. The only thing she remembers is Alex, mm-hmm. which and then attributes to her it's Lex. Um, yes. Yeah. Yeah. It's a. Um, also, I'm reading something that sounds like something that the Joker would do that Lex apparently fucking does. No, oh, is yeah. it turned the sun red? Involving a, involving a courtroom? Oh yes, oh, that yes. scene is great. Yeah, that's, that's after how he, he turns himself. Yeah, 
Yeah, so he first, that's the flashback to Lena, how we find out that he's in jail. So he turned the sun red mm-hmm. at, at yeah, one point. Yeah, you told me that. <laughs> yes. And that's, that's when Lena was like, are you in your fucking mind? He's like, yeah. yes. And he's like, oh, can't you hear them cheering? They're like, obviously screaming. And then it's the courtroom scene, and it's like Godfather 2 style. Um, yep. It's like, oh, don't worry about it. Like, I don't care. Like I said, this It's like, you're not going to be able to tell anyone. And everyone's like, what? And like the entire jury, the entire prosecution staff, like all the security there, the judge, basically everybody but Lena just drops dead. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Jesus yep. Christ! Oh yeah. my God! And, and my also, way is playing. And I it's, would call it. I would call it an overcorrection, but like this is really good. Yeah, but it mm-hmm. goes to like the machinations, and like yeah, when he gets the power suit, he's singing my way as he's becoming well, the man in the courtroom though it's set up they yeah. set it up with the courtroom so by the time he's in the suit and he's fighting an entire army as that song is playing um yeah. it's it's yeah yeah because he basically yeah. sets everything up where the he puts the president in thing because he uses uh agent liberty to oust what like what's her name that was wonder woman linda carter as president mm-hmm. so the vice president is his puppet um, and he does all this stuff. He uses Red Sun Supergirl to make everyone hate Supergirl and then basically saves the world from like imaginary Russian company country. Mm-hmm. Yeah, Kaznia. Kaznia. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Not Belarus, as I call it. Um, yeah. Kakovia. Yeah. Yeah. And yeah. basically becomes. Uh, like, uh, what was it? What was it? Hold on. Wait. Uh, uh, Corto Maltese. Well, yes. that's real. Well, yeah, that's that's based off of a real place. Um, yeah. But yeah, um, it's a very similar idea. And he, yeah, he he basically orchestrates a war between America and a small dictatorship, and it's all to sort of make him into the hero, basically, because yes. that's what he wants. And he, that's what he's always wanted. Yeah, and Red Sun Supergirl shows up, and then he shoots her. So now he's killed Supergirl, who attacked the White House as well. Mm-hmm. But she didn't actually kill Supergirl. Although, I do think that's the other part of the entire... So there's, like, a several, like, B-plots. I do like the the whole Agent Liberty. But I love the stuff with Alex, her sister mm-hmm. that they do. Because they get a new person in charge of the DEO with his new president. Because John Jones can't be because he's an alien. So he gets kicked out. Um, well, which is he did. He quit. he quit. But they they wanted to overcorrect, so they hired somebody who like hates aliens it's, and trains aliens. Another Amanda Waller. Amanda Waller. Yeah, yeah. Because Waller isn't in this universe, so not Amanda Waller, who yeah. um, who they establish as a bad person. Yeah. Um, but but yeah, yeah. Without, What's her name? Mandy Florer. <laughs> uh, he basically has to. They all, everyone that knows Supergirl's secret identity agree that work at the DO agree, including her sister, to have their minds wiped of that. Yeah. All memories associated with it. So basically, Alex and Kara now have like a very weird relationship because she doesn't know she's Supergirl, and then a lot of their childhood memories are just gone. Yeah, or they're like weirdly cut off at certain mm-hmm. moments. Um, and it's this big running thing where she has to not have her sister there to support her. And there are even moments where her sister hates her because of things that she does as Supergirl. Um, and there's all this sort of like playing around with secret identities and stuff. Um, and I think it's some really strong storytelling that they use. Yeah. Um, not to mention all the stuff they do with Dreamer, which I think worked really well, especially her and Brainiac. Because, I think that, that developed really naturally, and it didn't mm-hmm. feel like a forced CW 
thing, which happens sometimes where it's like, it felt like the Oliver Felicity thing. Yeah. I did not. Yeah. yeah. It was not a Oliver and season one Laurel, which, (laughs) um, yeah. So that was good. Um, yeah. By the end of Arrow, by the end of, well, by the end, where we're at Mm -hmm. now with Arrow, like I can't imagine those two not being together. Right. Yeah. Um, the other thing is like, there's still people out there who are like, I stopped watching that show when Felicity stood up. <laughs> well, those those people were right to do so at that moment, at that time. <laughs> That's fair. Um, but uh, if you didn't get back after we told you season five was great, well, that's your loss. Um, yeah. The only thing I love uh, about, uh, like real Brainiac out of Brainy, mm-hmm. like that, it's like only for one episode, but like him dealing with it and like pushing it, like when it comes up and then trying to push it back down is amazing like yeah. and it shows like how that species is like such an issue like it's just built into them mm-hmm. yeah basically they're they're basically perfect like dictator machines and right. yeah so they need that time to develop as and to become more human in order to be even like functional with us um there's so many- like they're they're kind of like uh, hyper intelligent daleks i would say like, kind of yeah, yeah. yeah. We're like they're entire, like we're like it's really hard to beat out of what they are mhm definitely yeah, yeah that's yeah yeah, yeah cuz it comes to the thing it's like oh what should we do it's like well you know i i mean you, like in order to figure out where they are we need somebody to be captured and you're just like karate chop streamer and just like Oh yeah, I left her there because so she can get captured. Well, he lets two people get captured. Yeah, and then she, yeah, John Jones is like, "What the hell?" He's like, "You know what? You're right. I should like it doubles our chances." And I like karate chops him and fucking lets mm-hmm. him get captured <laughs> because they can both. He assumes that since they can both astral project, that they'll be able to astral project to him. He doesn't assume that maybe the the bad guys will have a dampening device. Um, yeah, they, they do some really good stuff with that. That's the. That's the thing I would say that is really the strongest part of this whole season. Every character is very true to who they are supposed to be or who they've been up until this point. And yeah. that's where a lot of the drama and conflict and the fun stuff comes from. Yeah. Uh, who these characters are. Because um, yeah, we didn't even talk about the elite and Manchester Black, which mm-hmm. is interesting. John Jones's whole side thing of dealing with being like not being what his father wanted him to be or like a peaceful yeah. man and becoming the like full on going Martian Manhunter. And he and just then, has these moments where like he becomes space punisher for just a, like a, an episode. Like but he's awesome. <laughs> he's so he's like, I will hunt you. <laughs> but like that is uh, in, in many forms of the comic, that is what he was until mm-hmm. becoming the hero of earth. He was right. a manhunter. Um, yeah. I do love, and it's probably like the last thing I have to say about Supergirl is that the way they wrap up Agent Liberty, so basically because he gets like so crazy, and obviously the entire thing is a analogy for the current political climate, right. and so he revs everything up so hardcore that he like, they're going to people's houses and taking people who have not been registered as aliens, and one of the people, the wife, shows up at his house because he's a public figure and kills the shit out of his wife. Mm-hmm. His son through the whole show has been kind of like weird and like he po- took place in a raid and sees that one of his school friends is there they didn't know it was an alien and basically the kid turns and is like yeah the aliens didn't kill mom you did all this like you started all of this stuff you haven't even been home he like yeah. he literally left his mom's funeral in like the first like 10 minutes after giving a crazy speech 
yeah. and the kid like loses his shit on him. And then at some point he gets hurt and he has to take this serum that they sort of set up yeah. throughout the season that gives you superpowers, basically. It's, it's the serum based on the same shit that they did for porn on last season or something. It's similar to that. Yeah, it's based yeah. off the same stuff. I don't know what you're talking about. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Up- the character has been wiped from my memory. Yeah. Um, Lex tricks, uh, what's her name, Lena, into making it because he actually does have cancer. And and does Jimmy get it? Yeah, he, Jimmy yes. gets it. He, that's who he, he sets it up where that's the turn where we find out that her assistant is actually Tess Mocker. Mm-hmm. And she yeah. shoots Jimmy in the back. And so they use him as a test subject. And we do get the line of him screaming, Tess Mocker! Yeah, so at some point, there's a fight between Jimmy and Agent Liberty, and it's the only time he's ever completely needed to have that suit on and where it's felt earned. And like, oh, I actually like this because you gave him a reason to fucking be here and to be fighting somebody um, because they established this sort of conflict between him and that character. Yeah, who um, they also in the beginning of the season liked him because he was a human hero mm-hmm. and he went undercover with them and like a thing and then he actually loses his eye in the fight jimmy yeah <laughs> wait doesn't he get like an eye patch yes he straight up looks like uh nick fury <laughs> yeah he does have one episode <laughs> that is amazing which is when he gets the thing in him if you're like um if your adrenaline gets too spiked it'll like straight up kill you and he right. has like ptsd in his like from getting shot and oh, they do God, this yes. whole, that episode's so good and they do this thing where brainiac kind of does like a mind meld thing mm-hmm. to deal with yeah, his original they, trauma basically he has trauma because he um what was it he ran away from his father's funeral or that's what he believed like he believed that he was too and his, yeah, yeah the other part is his sister is there who is an army psychologist mm-hmm and she's like, yeah, like, I don't want to talk about it. It really hurt me. He left me alone, like, at the funeral. And, yeah, they go into his head. And that's not what happened. Yeah. They find yeah. out that it was, like, bullies or whatever. And, yeah. yeah, and it's, yeah, it's just a very, it's a very good sequence where, and it's just, yeah, there's, like, a lot of episodes really where. character building episode. Yeah. And where it's, like, there are episodes that are clearly there to sort of fill space, but, like, they do something interesting with that. They take advantage of the fact that, well, we have to fill this space with something. What should we do with it? Well, let's give this character a lot of development and make them more interesting in some way. Which uh, they even do with the fake Amanda Waller. Like they do some stuff with her that's like, oh, because Alex starts kind of like when she's talking to Jimmy's yeah. sister and like, oh, like, well, maybe you shouldn't go at it this way with anger, like kind of logic her and yes that's what ends up turning her mm-hmm. yeah she uses what she knows about her to her advantage to sort of sway her to her point of view um yeah it's just it's just really it's just a really smartly written yeah. show this season um, and i like jimmy's sister as an added character yeah and- and I, I, yeah i like that alex is uh, i mean spoilers alex isn't single anymore it would seem um so that's nice um yeah do we Want to talk about the the one part of the ending with Lena? Um, which, which part exactly? Oh, Lena finds out. Right? Yes, Lex tells Lena her. Yeah. yeah. Throughout um, the whole like last couple of episodes, Kara's trying to figure out if she should tell her. And mm-hmm. Lex, because Lena straight up kills Lex, and Lex is like, "Oh, you're such an idiot!" And it hits like a button, and it's like everybody knowing that she's Supergirl. 
except for Lena. Yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah, and basically, like, the last kind of scene is they're all playing, like, a game at Kara's house, and, like, the Lena's, like, there, and Kara's, like, talks to her. Alex and's like, oh, should I tell her? It's like, well, let's give her one good day. Like, her brother just died. Because what everybody thinks is that Supergirl killed Lex when she blew up his suit, but he teleported away and Lena shot him. And then it goes back to her office and she slams a glass on the photo of like everybody in her because she like thinks that they've been making a fool out of her this entire time. Oh, okay. Yeah. Um, well, Lex isn't dead dead because um, um, I know for a fact that uh, the monitor came in at the last yeah, second. That, I was going to say, like, we're going to save that. I, I thought we were, like, we're going to talk about all the monitor stuff. I guess if we okay. get through all the shows. But yes, that's there are two monitor things in this in Supergirl that are pretty big. And that's being that being one of them. Okay. Um we should get to Arrow and Flash then. Yeah. Uh, I would say let's jump to Flash and leave Arrow since that's almost a series finale ish. Very much um like, that's what it felt like season eight is gonna be a victory lap, and that's gonna be yeah. it. Like it's I, not I also yeah, I also want to spend time on you and me shit talking Godspeed. Oh, yes, <laughs> good. Yeah, we can fucking do that. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. I did not realize till just now that is the episode that Danielle Pombacher directed. Mm-hmm. And I feel bad for her because I was she like, she got saddled with the worst actress. She on got, well, she got saddled with also like just a garbage arc um, with mm. a really bad realization of a really good comic book character who. The more I look at his suit, I'm like, you fucked that up, too. <laughs> it's such a waste. It's, it's like, I don't know how to describe it any more than just a goddamn waste. I of a feel great like they someone internally was like, I, I mean, if we're, you know, if we're if we're committing to doing speeches again, we got to we got we got to do Godspeed. We got to do it right now. And they just they fucking it's the worst. Right. It is not as bad as the rival, but it's uh. bad. I don't know, because the rival I don't care about as a character, and at least he's kind okay of, on that end. I agree. Like the rival sucks, like, and who cares? And at least he's like a version of the character that makes sense. This version is in like the super future is not at all what he is in the comics, and in fact is basically Zoom 2.0. Yeah, yeah, oh yeah. I need I need velocity, whatever the fuck. Yeah. Um, and I'm gonna kill this forensic detective for no fucking reason yeah and everybody has like the gauntlets from mass effect like yeah everybody has an omni tool <laughs> like I, I don't know it's there the, this season had huge ups and downs this was like a huge dip oh this was like the, one of the biggest up ep- this was the episode that took the most wind out of my sails it luckily it didn't stay that way for long but like i was looking forward to this character being set up as something of a mystery that would go forward um maybe even pop up next season during something, uh, you know, some of their events and kind of be a big problem. Nah, nah. He's, he's beaten by, um, a new speedster who doesn't understand how to use her powers. Um, like on her first fucking day. And they could have used any character. Cause like, I understand the setup that they're going for in that episode with like why she would go to Thawne, but like they could have literally used any other character for her to fight. Um, they could have like you could have done a different version of the rival. You could have done anybody else. You could have done um. It didn't even care. have to be a speedster. It could have been something yeah, else. Somebody else. It could have been another like, and I'm only because I'm the current Flash comic right now. It could have been Turtle, which would have been interesting. There you go. Um. Ah, yeah. uh, fuck. Because 
isn't he referenced in uh, the Flash Museum at some point too as being like a big deal? Who Turtle? No, Godspeed. Godspeed. I no, it's a Red Death. That's right, Red Death. There. Uh, speaking of that, there are strong rumors, rumors that Red Death is coming. Well, we'll get. To, well, they basically gave no nothing for next season at the end of the season. Yeah, it was all um, crisis teams. Yeah, and well, eh, like Thawne is very clearly being set up as the antagonist going forward. Um, mm-hmm. Like the big bad again. Um, uh, that being said, I liked ninety percent of the cicada stuff. Un- I liked most of it. I liked both un- actors until they were like, "Look, here's his really stupidly overpowered niece, who's not as interesting." Yeah, it, they didn't make her as central though, and that that made it sort of more okay for me. She was a pawn um, in Bond's game. By the time she comes around. Yeah, you're like, there's something afoot here. Yeah, well, really, once they start focusing on like Thawn as sort of being the, he's not really even the big bad of this season. He's more like just the he's a puppet master. Yeah, he's he's guys sort of controlling things and moving things around. Um, this season felt like a lot of setup. Like this is sort of the and people have shit on these movies a lot. It's sort of the Age of Ultron or the Iron Man two, uh, season, I, I guess. But I think it does a better job because it's a whole season and it allows sort of the setup and the sort of building of um, characters and characters that we're going to see again and sort of elements to sort of flow naturally. That and this, I think a lot this, of stuff is going to be essential to Crisis. Yeah, that and they seem to be interested in like, I think we talked about it a while back that uh there was a some talk I saw from the writers and producers that said that they were very taken aback by uh, the positive reaction to the Thawne cameo during the Particle Accelerator flashback, where he was like, "Hey, well, oh, he's like, he's like, hey, Devoe, big fan." <laughs> um, and I guess people are like, wonder, "Huh?" I still wonder why he said "big fan," but uh, well, because he's yeah, from the future, so he would know. Well, no, because I mean. I mean, he would probably look back at him and go, "What a fucking moron!" Yeah, he might have been, that might have been sarcastic. Uh, in, yeah, <laughs> yeah. you could definitely make that as sarcastic, or maybe he's just like anybody that's against Barry. He's he's like, yeah, he did dick the ride with Barry. I know. I feel like Eobar was like, "How dare you call yourself a Flash adversary?" Yeah. Right. It's like you got him sent to prison for like a week. <laughs> <laughs> you got him sent to prison where Goldberg saved him. Uh, so yeah, oh God, I forgot Goldberg was in this show. It was actually a good character. <laughs> I liked Big yeah. Sir. Yeah. Um, yeah. Best yeah. ending of the entire season. Um, of- yeah, I, I do agree that, like, I do agree that the daughter she kind of became annoying. Oh, excess, uh, yeah, her. Nora. Not no, not her. Uh, fucking oh, uh, cicada or the yeah. She became oh. annoying, but again, she was so. As the show went on, she was so off to the center, or not even off to the side. She was a tool. That's what she turned yeah. into. Like she and- really didn't have a purpose all her own. Um, well, that was why I didn't really enjoy them just kind of removing uh, Chris Klein um, as the villain because, like, everything from his characterization to, like, the way he was posturing himself and just, like, do the physical acting um, as the bad guy, immediately I was like, all right, I'm all about this dude. Um, yeah, I think they like, could have held on it longer. I think they could have stuck with him longer, just a little bit, like two episodes. Yeah, I liked the idea, though, of like him poisoning the niece and then how he kind of returns in her head and all of that stuff. 
But I feel like what you're saying with Seto, like I feel like half the season was like, all right, we need to get Thawne back and we need to create a meta-human cure. How do we right. get there? We need to set up a lot of stuff. I do, th- I do agree. Like the idea of he has poisoned his niece and turned her into a villain through his very existence. As an idea, I like that. I'm just not a really a big fan of that actress's performance, like Connor is saying. And I just don't. I don't well, know. If the writing is has. I don't know if it's as strong or if it's just that. Well, Chris Pine's performance worked really well. Here's what the else? thing, and like Chris, what, there's a lot of some of the best stuff that comes out of people in this show. Um, is great chemistry, which which is usually conveyed through a lot of sincerity, or like when people are doing a lot with nothing. And mm-hmm. like Chris Klein was when they cast him, I was like, "Fuck you!" Like he's terrible. Um. And in this, I'm like, oh, he's terrifying. Like, he's just, well, yeah. he's that he's dude a- at work you'd walk by and go like, hey, I should give you a chocolate bar today so you don't come in and shoot me in two years. He's the like, giant. And you, and you remember me from that one particular moment. Yeah. But like, I never realized, like, how goddamn big he, like, he was huge. Like, he's a bulking figure. And then the wheezing thing was perfect. Like, it's such a yeah. good... And they also the design of that character came out awesome because he looks dumb in the comics. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah! Fucking Fu Manchu, isn't he? Well, he's like a weird alieny looking thing. Yeah, he's a he's a bald um he's a bald dude with like a white kind of uh, pointy beard. Um, yeah, and yeah. he has like and he has like and the 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 lightning dagger is way goofier looking. Yeah, yeah, uh, the lightning dagger. By the way, I don't necessarily like the way that they set it up in the show because it was really really poorly done but yeah i thought the actual reveal itself was a good reveal um and i thought that that was a good way to integrate thon and these two characters together well they well they also got to kind of have their cake and eat it too because mm-hmm. um the whole like his in flash rebirth like he's for some reason walking around with this like big stick with a pointy like lightning blade at the end of it um, and I know they, uh, somewhere online said they were going to be pulling a little bit from that. And I honestly thought season four was going to be it. I was fucking wrong. Um, uh, I'm still not sure how Barry got out of the speed force. I have no idea. Um, cause they well, even said like, they were like, oh yeah, Cisco didn't do that. Aha. And then like, they I just don't gonna get answers to that in current season. Yeah. Yeah. I think that that's, Yeah. Like, yeah, because the negative speed force, the negative speed force, and the lightning dagger are mm-hmm. are it is a cicada thing, but it's also a thawn thing. So I think, yeah. and if you're gonna double, if you're gonna keep going with that, then the then the reason Barry got the speed force in the first place is because thawn was like, yeah, I pulled you out because I kind of needed you out of out of there, mm-hmm. um, and I right. you know and orchestrated the whole and everything about that. But anyway, um, well, they also like we also get the addition of the mirror gun, which is directly tied to the real Mirror Master, I guess. Mm-hmm. Not the shitty TV show one, but, like, the other guy that actually uses the gun. And it looks just like the comic book. Oh, that's well. right, because the fucking dude in the show didn't have a gun. No, he just had Mirror powers. <laughs> yeah. I and, totally forgot about that. Yeah, so now they have the Mirror gun for that guy. Um, and I'm trying to think what was the other thing. I just lost it. I don't know, like, how did you guys feel about the... And I think it was mostly like filler built into the dagger, the meta tech. I mostly thought the meta tech was really fucking Meh. stupid. 
No, I thought it was stupid because then we had like the uh, probably like the worst villain of the season, which is like Headline Girl. Oh, yeah. Headline Girl. Not Weather Witch. They brought that back, but I agree it was kind of dumb. Um, I, I do think like the new she was episode. she was pro- she was as bad as um as a uh, 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 angry tech boy from season oh, four. Switch guy. The purple. Yeah. Um, yeah. Yeah. The new um, the new Rogue episode was good. Well, I just love turn of my version of Ragdoll is so good and creepy as fuck. Uh, I actually showed someone at work because we got somehow we were talking about, I think, uh, like competition shows. And I mentioned I was like, you ever see that dude in fucking America's Got Talent? Uh, no, I, we're talking about horror films. Um, and I was talking about that dude from America's Got Talent, uh, the contortionist. And um, uh, Dion and this girl I worked with is like, I've heard about him, haven't seen him. I was like, that dude got picked up for uh, the uh, Flash TV show. And I s- described what he looked like. And she went, mm, oh, fuck no. Uh- <laughs> <laughs> Which is like, that's one of the times when CW pulls like a F-list character and they do such an amazing job with him. Um, yeah, he was downright terrifying. And when you saw uh, him use his powers, when he stopped, like when he like crushes his fingers. Mm-hmm. Oh, God, yeah. Um, I was telling him about that specifically. I was like, yeah, at some point he just like smushes his fingers and fits between a vent. Um, also, I did mention his first appearance was he steals a necklace and then he spins his head around. Um, and <laughs> he responds. She's like, Mm-mm, that necklace is his. <laughs> <laughs> she goes, nope, you can have it. <laughs> it's fine. I didn't like it that much that. anyway. Um, can we talk about how goddamn amazing Ralph Dibney is in the show and how oh the show would not exist without him? Ralph Dibney is my favorite addition to the show, I think. Yeah. <sighs> I, I honestly don't know if they could continue this show without him right now. Yeah. With, Cis- with like, Cisco leaving? Well, especially with Cisco leaving. But I mean, yeah. like, he's the one that solves the goddamn thing at the end. He dives in front of the Maragun, basically committing suicide to save everybody. And they're just like, oh, what do we do? Yeah, and, and effectively, it kind of like it's the closest way thing you can get to actually killing him. But they fix him later on, don't they? Yes, they yeah. literally just like um, blast him. That's Sherlock's <laughs> answer. It's like what? It's like yeah, it should fix him. It's like should. What does he say early in the season or about the fucking the robot? Or yeah, about Amazo. He's like, <laughs> he's like, it's a robot, yeah, or it's a computer, right? And he goes, yeah, turn it off. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> That's the uh, okay. So that's the other thing. I think that they kind of like beat themselves with fucking Sherlock. I don't know. Oh my how god, you know. I love him so much. Um, in this, like, and Tom yeah. Cavanaugh said he loved playing Sherlock so much. Mm-hmm. He just gets to do that terrible French accent. That's like that's hilarious. Um, well, he's. I think he's French Canadian. He's definitely Canadian. Yeah. Sure. So, so I think he, yeah. I think he can speak French. So I think whatever accent he's doing is probably a little more. Uh, it's definitely uh, a TV show. Oh yeah, yeah, it's yeah. yeah. Like, like it's very over the top. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And he, I think he makes it work. Um, but but I, yeah, his solution for Ralph is like thought. you I shot him once, right? Screwed him again. Yes, yes, that was good. But like, I love that he like he had a mystery that he was solving because, of course, why not? He, he's he's called Sherlock, so that and I solve a mystery. Was a huge fan of him, him being Tom Cavanaugh, walking up to Harrison Wells's wheelchair, and he's like, "I am Harrison Wells," and like, this is ridiculous meta bullshit right now. <laughs> he's, he's like, yeah. he's like, so if I'm a man of secrets, but I want to keep my secrets extremely close Bloop. secret compartment mm-hmm. <laughs> I love 
sits in the chair and then does like the kind of lean that he did when he was like earbard wells. Yeah, yeah, he puts yeah. the fucking his hand up to his chin and everything. Um, I just like the fact that they're that the show has kind of come back around to um appreciating the legacy and impact that Wells's character has because I feel like for like seasons two and three, they were like, Yeah, whatever. Um yes. yeah, and we're trying yeah. to get away from Thawne a lot, but like now it's like they're like, No, we can't really get away from his fucking shadow because that's Eobard. <laughs> like Well, they did a bunch of things that they fixed, which I think is like the other character which is Iris. And I think they did a, they did what they could to kind of set her back on track. Well, they gave her something to do except stand around star labs and be mean to people. Yeah. She still really does like the dumb TV thing that they do. It's like, all right, I know like 17 superheroes, but I'm going to sneak into this house by myself. Yeah. That was that, that got real annoying after. Well, they, they, Um, they, they, the show tries to tell us that she's far more physically capable of handling herself than we've ever like at yeah. least at least laurel was like yeah i did tie bow or some bullshit well, like, like they should be very similar because both their dads are cops yeah yeah, yeah i agree i agree with that um yeah I, I will say this though they one of the things the smart things that they did with this season was sort of her her season arc is getting over the sort of secondhand guilt from future her being kind of a shitty mom. Um, and she's a shitty mom because of all the things that we have said is wrong with this character in other seasons. Um, and it's like the show directly addressing us specifically mm-hmm. uh, and like fixing those things on screen. And I thought that they did a very good job with that. I think that some episodes they handled it maybe not as well as they could have. Um, I thought the episode where Barry's like, no, listen to your mother. That was really fucking dumb. That's from like, oh, well, the one that I think screams like, what is going on is when Barry goes after the reveal with Thawne. It's like, and just takes Nora away. And then Iris is all shitty about it. It's like, why are you being yeah. shitty? She's working but, with the dude that killed his mom. Yeah, like, I agree. Really, but it's, attitude the time where, it's, it's the only time where I'm like, yeah, Barry, maybe you should have like at least said something first. Maybe uh, for like a second. Yeah, uh, but yeah, the thing is, the thing daughter? is though, like after after the hundredth episode, like the events of that episode with yeah Barry taking his daughter, who is not born yet in his life, yeah. who like who doesn't even exist, um, and bringing her to moments in his life that are really formative, and then ending it with getting like the two of them watching Nora and Henry Allen just like be a couple and after finding out that Eobard killed Nora and then still going and lying about everything, I would have ditched her in the fucking future too. Yeah. Yeah, I agree with that. At that point, you can't even believe that is she actually his daughter? Like, and like, yeah. Yeah. Are you you like, is, is anything you say true or are you, are you, are you a a machination of this fucking psychopath who has been stalking my entire existence because I have no reason to trust anything you say or do. Yeah. Yeah. I do like how that, that would have, that would have been smart Barry Allen and we don't have a smart Barry Allen. Well, yeah. Who's who's the smart smart Barry Allen? And then I don't, I do like what we end up getting interaction wise with uh, Mm -hmm. Iris and Eobard, and actually even Ralph and Eobard, when Ralph, when Eobard's like, aren't you, aren't you supposed to be dead? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I, 
doing? Because <laughs> he raised like, because he he sees them all the fucking season finale, and he's like, he's like, look at this, look at it's like it's like old times. Iris, Cisco, Ralph, you're supposed to be dead. <laughs> you're, you're not supposed to be here. And then he, what does he? Say? I don't remember. He says something back. He's like, we'll fix that shortly. Yeah, we'll, we'll fix um, that. It's fine. Little does he I know do, that I, Ralph is actually a god. Well, yeah, you can't. Yeah, if Ralph is effectively unkilled. Well, I mean, they don't even address it in this in the show, which I'm like, hey. nope, <laughs> nope. Why would they? That's a that's something we don't do. Um, yeah. Um, I also like the fact that like because Eobard has been, I guess, like effectively cut off in the Speed Force. Like, there's he gets out and he's like, look, things are still surprising. Like. <laughs> <laughs> Look, no, you're not supposed to be here. This is great. <laughs> I like the idea that they built in for the negative speed force. Like, I like all mm-hmm. of that stuff. But um, I guess my biggest issue of this whole season is like, set some goddamn ground rules for time travel because I don't understand it. Like, yeah, I, yeah what, it's a problem. What happens? Because, like, as well. when you I, well, I think, I think the part of the part of this is like, they just wrote a new rule book and basically asked you to disregard the old one. Well, like, I don't understand the scene when Earbard, so the thing disappears. And Earbart kills everybody, but then time rewinds and then Flash and Excess save everybody. So um, Eobard, um, well, this, go- this goes back to um to uh, the Excess episode. She can she can unwind time. Is that her power? That's one of the yeah. He even says it. he says I see you've now. He says I see you've mastered your ability to reverse time. Oh, I didn't. I didn't. I never even realized that. that really, I thought she was just yeah. running back in time. No, I yeah, didn't it's really established that well enough in yeah. the season. Then, yeah, yeah. Like, eh, yeah. Um, I kind of like that. Uh, that when Eobard is in prison, and I've mentioned this in the chat before, we haven't talked about the show yet. When Eobard is in prison, he has very pronounced blonde highlights and a little bit like a soul patch thing going on in his chin. He's good. He's got like a little dusting. Yeah. Um, and then that is that leads up to. The moment before his execution, he escapes, he turns around, he has stark black hair, no facial hair, and eyeliner. I'm like, what the fuck? What happened? Did he go and get even a haircut? I realized the idea behind that was that he was supposed to be going gray. That's what the whole point of that was. So the Speed Force re-energized him, and it made him young again. Um, Which, sure, why not? That's, That's fine. Whatever. Um... I guess that makes sense. Explains why he has like black hair during Earth X, I think. Um, yeah. So, mm. Mm, whatever. Yeah. <laughs> it was just yeah. funny looking. Um, yeah. Also, it's it's good to see Tom back in full like whispery villain voice. Yeah, that was fun. That was really yeah. fun. I'm sorry to inform, gentlemen, but uh, you're all dead. <laughs> what wasn't fun though was the return of Bee Lady. Wait, hard. She was, she's in the rogues her best appearance. Yeah, her best appearance is this one. Like yeah. compared to that Arrow episode where she turns an army of bees into a man so that they can fight Oliver because why not? I don't I don't remember her being in that episode at all. That was like she's a really in it. episode of Arrow. Yeah. No, no, no. I remember her it's from just, Arrow and stuff. I remember her like it's, it's the rogues episode where it's her Weather Witch ragdoll and then mm-hmm. nora's gone evil yeah it's the one where they all turn on nora at the end and then i don't they remember how it ends they're the security people they tied up and they could have helped at any point yeah that's yeah. right mm-hmm. 
And that's where Barry's like, no, we should follow his plan to use the mirror gun to destroy the thing. Yeah. You should totally trust Thawne. Right, exactly. That's how that's how it works. Um, yeah, uh, uh, that was that was fine. I guess I don't know. Um, the, I feel like the only other things to talk about is the like Joe becoming the whatever and really Cisco leaving. Yes, yeah, so the they, thing is like they haven't even like thing. like there's more with Cisco leaving coming from like behind the scenes and the stuff on camera has been like he's just dropping hints that he doesn't. Like he kind of maybe sort of doesn't want to do this anymore, but he hasn't really come on screen and said like, yeah, I'm going to quit. And I feel well, like next season's going to open and he's going to be like, bye. Does he not take the cure in this season? No, he takes the cure at the, the season yeah. finale. Oh, I don't remember that at all. I'm sorry. Yeah, he yeah, takes the cure. So he's like, and he walks, he's he's like, like, him walking down the streets. Mm-hmm. Right. Uh, so, yeah. Night Fever style. It's a pretty definitive ending for him. His stuff and Caitlin's stuff throughout this whole season was kind of weird. Um, the Caitlin stuff, I'm not like with her dad being Isaacle, and then he gets killed, and her mom gets powers. It's like the hint, and then Cisco yeah. leaves her a costume. I guess. Mm-hmm. It's just. And I don't. I don't like, know if it needed to be there. I get. I get it. It's twenty-two episodes, and you got to do something to fill some of those episodes up. Um, and I guess that like Caitlin had a complete arc, but I, I don't know if it was necessary. I did. Lo- I did like that uh, she had something to do. Um, well, I like that. Always happy with that because Panda Baker, she gets sidelined probably more than anybody. Uh, like her role is like she's medic. And then we need another hero. But well, then there's too like, many goddamn heroes on the team. Well, the, and well, also you have a guy who's a god. Yeah. Well, yeah. yeah. Well, this, since I never actually address it, it's never going to be important. Um, but Panda Baker has also been the result of like two absolute dud romantic subplots. Um, right. One was a joke about him this season. Yeah. One was you know Hunter's Almond, which works once. Um, but the second one was with um, Julian. And like he doesn't even stick around for a you know more they than don't a reference him anymore. Yeah, mm-hmm. and when, they make the joke with Ralph, and they're just like, oh, oh yeah, because they had a past each other, don't they? Um, they're flirty, but Ralph is also flirty with all women. Yeah, they have more like a brother sister thing. Yeah, going on. Um, which I, I enjoyed. Yeah, I do like where I do like where we sort of end things off, though, for the most part. Like, I think. Yeah. Things are going to be good, definitely next season. Yeah. Well, oh, instead yeah, of doing the romantic relationship, they do the relationship with her and Killer Frost because they're separate identities. Yeah, I like that. that. I like that stuff a lot. Yeah. Which that costume and the wig work is so much better now. Oh, it's yeah. insane. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Also, like the way she's kind of figured out how to do performances is a lot better because I feel like the first few times were a bit cringy. Yeah. Because they, it's like. Just because a character is ice themed does not mean they have to spout off ice puns every five seconds. Um, oh, yeah. yeah, um, it's like people still haven't learned from Batman, uh, Batman and Robin yet. Um, but uh, the crisis tease monitor didn't show no, up crisis, in Flash, did he? The crisis tease is the newspaper and Earbard saying, like, see you at our next crisis. Yes. And yeah. so the newspaper goes from Flash disappearing in a crisis from 2024 to 2019. Yeah, which is just a real bold thing to do, but I get it. Um, yeah. But, like, I don't, like, I have, like, some weird, like, I don't know, like, I guess I'm fine with the actor leaving at the show, but, like, 
it's such like a weird kind of way they did it. Like, it didn't really feel like like with when Martin Stein uh, like left during uh, Crescent Earth X. Like you're like, wow, that character got a fucking journey. Um, but mm-hmm. Cisco has done pretty he much does, fuck all for a couple got, seasons. Yeah, and it, his, he doesn't have an arc that character. If you no. look at him throughout the whole run of the show, like his peak was getting stabbed in the chest. Well, like, dude, his power is teleporting. Yeah, and how far does that get you when you have a guy on your team? I could run the speed of light. Well, it's not even that. It's just like what what is his thing? Like how has he changed? If and is it that he's a more mature person? Because sure, okay, sure. But like that was never a problem. The fact that he was well mature, well, I mean with with some exceptions. But like the fact that he was immature was never like the main thing that got in the way. Maybe that he was a little bit over emotional or that he couldn't separate his emotions the from problem was like he was the comedy relief, and then now that Ralph is there, it's like, oh no, that character's way better at that. Right. Yeah. But I'm just saying, like, what what was the point of having him, I guess? Like, other than like the story point of view, like, what do you need episode to episode? Like, what was his purpose? And Gadget guy, come out of he, it, he, he had no purpose. Like his purpose is to be cute, which is to create gadgets and throw them through right. a portal. Well, I'm not. I'm not. I'm not talking about that. I'm talking about larger narrative. Oh, yeah, I know what you're saying, but like they I, never had. He had the Iris yeah. problem, which is he's nothing to do. Uh, yeah, like Stein stuff was preparing whoever his double is or was to become more of a man. Um, the thing the- is, they do more. Well, they've done more with Joe and his wife than with Cisco and Iris in two seasons. Yeah. Yeah, definitely. Oh man, Cecile's uh, awesome. I fucking love Cecile. She's amazing. I I love actually, and, and this is something that I'm sort of thinking as we visit some of these characters. And this might just be really a flash problem. Is that a lot of these shows do not actually do a good job of season-long narrative change. Like Ollie is a character who has changed a lot over seven years, but Barry really hasn't all that much. <laughs> oh my god, Barry is still like. For for being the Flash for as long as he has as a character, um, mm-hmm. he like he doesn't he doesn't really regress. He just kind of like he's in stasis. Well, it's also his biggest problem in anything he does is he mm-hmm. just stands still. Right, and when the writers <laughs> want him to change, oh, suddenly changed. That's the, that's the thing. Oh well, we need Barry to be a little bit more of an adult this season because his daughter's going to be in the show. So. He has to be more of an adult. That and like the, pro- I think that like you introduce a big problem at the end of season two, when like he like he, five seconds or like five minutes before he runs back in time. Like there's kind of a lot of like on screen implication and like kind of stuff coming through the screen at you. Like okay, so he's gonna learn to accept the way things are, um, mm-hmm. and you know try to move on, and then he just fucking goes and makes flashpoint yeah it's like you're an idiot you're an idiot who can never be happy yeah i mean uh, at least in that season he does kind of accept the way things are he accepts he has to go into the speed force um but then they then they don't respect that at all in the next season um my god they couldn't even they couldn't keep him in there for a one episode yeah well it's the whole thing is like the season wasn't even his arc it was Nora's. 
Mm-hmm. That's that's the thing I will give them credit for. It really was like Nora sort of learning to be. And I guess. let's let's also go with like the like the finale. Like you gave that character an arc, and then you fucking murdered her in front of her parents. Yeah, like <laughs> it was fucking yeah. gutsy. But the thing is, like, I don't mind. Like, yeah. The character couldn't stick around. She had to go. Mm-hmm. And they've already done like five different ways to. Well, I thought they would. I thought they would like displace her. Like she would go back to the future and somehow, like you know, mm-hmm. through some sort of you know tomfoolery, like cut off her ability to travel back. So is like, yeah, I don't no know. No more of this happens. But like, no, it's Eobard's. Like, oh, by the way, um, I season one your daughter. <laughs> I mean, and he just fucking here's leaves. All, here's what I will say though. I mean. Now that her timeline is erased, um, they can take anything that they visited in her timeline and reuse it however the fuck they want. <laughs> so I mean they, I mean, they fucking better. I well, think they very much will. Um, so yeah, like well, the thing is, like this is again goes to the whole time traveling rules bullshittery of the Flash. It's like, all right, if you erase her now, that means that the moment that Iris and Barry would have had to have had sex to conceive her is now gone. I don't think that that's what they're saying. I think they're saying that in that moment, uh, they maybe didn't, they didn't well, have sex or the, the sperm didn't make it there. Barry's. Well, okay. Well, here's the thing. If you go by, but if you go by how Eobard has been able to survive, then it's just that his timeline ends at that point. He doesn't get erased. He's not a race because he's in the negative speed force. He's using it to keep himself from. If he stopped using negative speed force, he would just dissipate. Right. That's that's. That, I think that's what we're meant to understand. Is like he he basically is the black. Yeah, the black but here, Yeah, but then, but you go back to his return in season two, and Harrison Wells basically says like he basically lays it out like River Song and the Doctor. Like you're going this way, and he is going this way. His think- death is here in the right. past. So it's already happened for you. For him right now, he has no idea it's going to happen. He has no idea who any of you are. He has no idea who I am. This is where he learns it all. Mm-hmm. So but it's not the earbard that we see in this season. The mm-hmm. earbard we see in this season is an earbard that knows everything is going to happen because yeah. it directly references them visiting him as Wellsabard in the past as giving him the idea for the cicada dagger stuff. Right. Because at some point in the future, he gets captured somehow, we assume. It might be during crisis. He might be in prison after this next crisis, which would be interesting, I guess. Um, I don't know. I kind of think. More of a Fisk type villain. I kind of think. I think Barry breaks his neck. I mean, that's one way to be awesome. That's. I feel like they need to do that because especially if you're going to play off a line of like, is after, after all the times you've killed me, I finally get to do it to you. You know what I want though? Um, I want Oliver's dad to show up from the other universe and uh, shoot him with a bow and arrow. Uh, <laughs> the head. And he's just stuck there for a season. <laughs> yeah, he, he shows up next season and the arrow is still in his head. <laughs> but, yeah, but every time they show him, it has to go slightly further. <laughs> oh my god, that's so fucking funny. Uh, uh, and then like he, someone's like, what's the problem? But like there's still very clearly an arrow like sticking out of his forehead. <laughs> and then he, he takes off his mask to reveal it anyway. 
<laughs> he's like, you could say I have a headache. And everyone's like, we know you had an error in your head. Like you didn't have to take a cow. <laughs> okay. Um, I think we're, I think we're good on flash for the moment. Um, yeah. Cause we got it. Let's, 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 let's get through, um, uh, arrow real quick. And then I'm going to bed. Mm-hmm. Um, um, uh, I don't know. Like it's the problem. Like when it's, when something we like is just great. Um, mm-hmm. And we're like, wow, it's good. Good night. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. I'll just like, say that's, that's Arrow this season. Yeah. I Although agree. I will say they, uh, I got fooled a few times um, and I'm okay with it. Yeah. I, I really liked Emiko. She was a good surrogate for the story that this is based on in the comics, where it was his mother. Um, that was basically her role um, yeah. in the comics. And I thought it was good. I thought everything that they did with the kind of building, um, was this is the prison season too, right? Yeah. Yeah. Like I oh, liked his time in prison I, it mattered. I don't have enough good things to say about his time in prison. Yeah, that stuff was great. Yeah. And I love the way that they built on it after the fact. And it was like a different it was like a different fucking show for like eight episodes. And with yeah. the, with they had Talia come back and reference some stuff on her, then obviously references mm-hmm. Batman. But, but the bronze tiger shit this season was like out of nowhere and awesome. Yeah. Yeah, and, I, and again, like even after the prison stuff, I think that they they managed to make it still feel very different from everything that came before. Yeah. All that stuff. Because well, then, like they they suddenly had yeah. this world where it's like Oliver's out and he still has a hood on, but mm-hmm. then like there's no mask or anything, and the whole world is like, "Hey, look, holy shit, it's Oliver Queen, aka the Green Arrow." Yeah, mm-hmm. and like police like, policy. Yeah, and he had yeah. to get used to the idea of like him going out and doing what he does and people recording him on cell phone. Yeah. Yeah. That stuff was really good. Um, yeah. Like all that stuff. And I even the, uh, what was like the, the escape from star city stuff. Um, it sort of like got stale for a little the bit. Future stuff. Yeah. 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 The only part- Cause there's a, there's a fucking wall around the city and it's, yeah. And, yeah. Yeah. Only- Part of that that I, I really really dug was like one of the last things they did, which is yeah, the very end, very yeah. very end. But my favorite thing is the reveal of Diggle's sons, mm-hmm. and that the one that's the good one that is the same actor that played Connor Hawk when we visited that future in Legends yeah. is the kid of Bronze Tiger, and yes. that his actual son John Diggle Jr. is the head of the Deathstroke gang. Yeah. I was that like, was, oh shit. That was a cool little detail. That Which like, oh, that works so well. Also um, goes to the of we in the future we know everybody's ending but one character. Mm-hmm. Mm. Yeah. It, well, yeah, Ollie, right? No. That's not who I'm talking about. We see every character and we know Ollie's quote unquote dead. There's one okay. other character we do not see in the future, and no one talks about what happened to them. I don't remember who it was. Diggle. Oh, oh yeah, shit. yeah. They no one references what happened to him. He's not in the future, and no one says that he's dead. And what I, else did we get this season in the crossover as a tease? I mean, maybe. I mean, they straight up were like Superman. Straight up goes, "Where's your ring?" I mean, my answer is that. I mean, that's my answer. Oh, is that he's in what, was, what was Ernie Hudson's name? His name was. They he's John Jones Senior. No, um, his name, no, his, that's not his last name. Or not John Jones. Uh, John, what's his fuck is his last name? Stewart. Stewart, yeah, John Stewart Senior. Um, 
which was that was such a good reveal because I, I the Superman thing flew over my head for some yeah. reason, but yeah, the John like- thing was so good, and they and they established it so well, and the fact that they had Ernie Hudson for an entire episode that was yeah. fucking yeah. Which he was awesome. I love that his character was there. I was like, oh, this is awesome. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, I, I think the whole setup of it is just fantastic. Um, also, yeah. um, one of my favorite subplots this season that I was kind of like, I had successfully made to forget about it. And then when it came back, um, I didn't realize how important it was going to be. And that's um, the fucking serial killer. Oh, yeah. weird guy. Yeah. Yeah, who disappears for a quarter of a season, comes back, and is the dude who cuts uh, Dinah's throat. Yeah. Yep. That was really that was really good. Um, and then um, like, and then stalks Ollie to his house and does that whole paralysis he, thing. He's the reason that uh, what's that the kid is gone. That yeah, is, yeah, that's uh, right. Yeah, that's the reason William gets in away, right? Because like he's no, like, yeah, I can't. Ha- he loses his shit. He's the William is like, no, nah, I'm done. I can't do this. Yeah. And that's also a tease. Like he makes the chili, which is like a goof in the comics. That that's Green Arrow's like thing that he does. That he has the in DC Comics the world's best chili. Oh, and they actually put out the recipe at one point in like the eighties. Wow, that's <laughs> that's amazing. That's amazing. Um, yeah, that's, I'm trying to think of things that I didn't really like. Um, Curtis I leaving, I thought was very anticlimactic. Oh yeah, Cur- Curtis leaving was kind of like okay. I don't know what the point of that was. Like, why have having why have him in this season really? <laughs> that was I feel, like, I feel like, like Curtis did fuck all this season. Well, he didn't yeah. do really much in any of the seasons. I don't understand why he needed to be Mister Terrific. To they be wanted a black gay character. That's why, and I don't know if that really worked out for them well. But they just um, it's like a lot of weirdness that like they changed his name and like they yeah. just did like, goofy stuff with him. Well, I think part of the problem with that is that they got that big hard on for splitting up team arrow and like making them explode, which like oh, Civil war. Well, even before that though, like Curtis never really made sense. It was like Felicity too. Right. Like it never, it never makes sense to have multiple characters who serve the exact well, same purpose. He has the same problem as Cisco. Like he had no Purpose. Well, the there, there was so, there had. was something there was something cool to him and Felicity going to business together, but then the whole fucking Civil War thing happened, and then they just you know stopped it. Yeah, well, no, they were still in business together, which made it even weirder. Yeah, uh, like it was just so strange. But yeah, so that stuff didn't really work out well. Uh, Laurel having to go on the run. Uh, I liked her entire arc this season a lot. Yeah, I, I like I, her I arc. I like the fact that she is now like she's done a redemption arc, but every now and then she's like, "I will grind you into dust." <laughs> I didn't like the on the run thing, and I really didn't care all that much for the all women episode. Um, I thought it was well directed. Oh, the canary. Yeah, and I thought um, bringing back fucking Sarah was cool. But I don't know. That episode was kind of. I think the problem with that episode is the other bad girl woman. Like, who is that? Why is she in a cat suit? And what the shit? Like, I don't think she's an established character or not one that people care about, at least. The only thing I really dug in that episode was that they brought back the thing from season one of Arrow with, like, the screaming ball. Yeah. Yeah. That's sad. That was was fun. Yeah. Uh, Let me think. What's the other thing? Um,. Yeah, uh, but uh, here's the thing, though. That episode, it's directed by a woman, and it was written by a woman, both of which had never worked on Arrow before. So when I learned that, I was like, 
okay, well, fine. Like, uh, you know, like you give it a little bit extra. Like any credit, any you know? excuse to put Sarah Lance back on Arrow is passable. <laughs> yeah, that's fair. That's completely fair to me. And also, again, in fact, in fact, one of my favorite moments from this entire pocket of shows is I think uh, at the is at the end of Invasion or Pulse Gunner's X, where uh, Sarah and Oliver sit together and they're like, "Can you imagine that this just started with like us?" Yeah, that's that's the that's what it's this season. No, it's not a, that's Invasion. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, so they're sitting in the uh, the fake Justice League hall. Mm-hmm. Yeah, the hanger. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that was good. Yeah. Oh, that was also the and that was what I was going to bring up before about Cisco. Is that like what has Cisco done? The, like Cisco got petty for a season and then was not petty. Right. I mean, he's, <laughs> he's not like emo. He's so inconsistent from season to season, and again, yeah, like, no overriding purpose. That's the and then idea. you see him in the in you know the one the possible future, and he's sad Cisco with no hands. Um, right. It's just well, the thing is like he's a character that is like an effless character that has like very little. Wait, hold on. Let's let's think about not to derail back to Flash, but like let's think about that little moment for a second where he's like he's sad because he lost his like he's sad because his friend's gone, but also like he's like yeah, I don't have hands anymore. I have robot <laughs> Terminator hands, and then his exit from the show is like I don't want these powers anymore. What the, f- <laughs> what the fuck? Yeah. That's, yeah. That's com- yeah. Completely competing tones. Like, this is the same character. Mm-hmm. I'd rather if they had just said that he went to another universe at the end. Well, it's like, I don't get why like he can't just like leave. Like, why does he need to be because he want He wants a definitive ending from everything that I've heard, which is yeah. fine, I guess. Well, now um, like also, they said, also, they said he, he's done as a series regular, so he's not going away forever. Like, he's going to show up again. <laughs> yeah, but taking the powers away, that's the kind of thing that you do when you're like, yeah, I don't want to be on episode. Like, that's, that's the only reason. Yeah, I, I do. Like, the thing is, they said, like, oh, Jefferson's done being a series regular, and then he showed up again once again in Legends, and he was a fat dad. So. <laughs> Yeah, which is which is kind of great, but you know, still not the way I wanted to see him again. Yeah, um, I had mixed feelings on Jefferson. I liked like, him after a while. Yeah, um, I Flash. Think I mean, for I'm sorry, Arrow. Um, I think there's two episodes that we really need to talk about, which is the um, the what do you call it, the Arsenal episode with all that shit that goes on when they're having to te- like to get interviewed by um, what's her name? They got her throat cut. Yeah. Oh, Dinah. Dinah, when she's interviewing them because they're like, what the hell is going on? Like, and then, because uh, they basically reveal that Roy Dodd, he straight up got killed when they, when him and Thea have been running around and he got put into a Lazarus pit. Oh, he, shit. I forgot about that. Yeah. And he beat a cop to death. Whoa. I forgot about that, too. Yeah. Like, that's that whole episode is that they are covering for him. And then the videotape gets released by Emiko. And basically, everyone's like, oh, you lied for your buddy. And the only reason anything kind of changes is because Emiko invades the police department dressed as the Green Arrow. And that's why Roy has been on Lian Yu, hasn't it? Yes. Okay. It's weird. Yeah. He's like, well, I, I can't go anywhere else in the world. So I'll go to this <laughs> island. Well, he doesn't have a Constantine to, like, put his soul back in him or something. Yeah. Well, okay. here's the thing, though, like this is the problem with future timelines in this pocket of shows is like so 
there's another prominent Arrow character who got put into a Lazarus pit. Well, well, Constantine... Oh, that's right. Constantine helped her, didn't he? Yeah, he helped... Well, Thea didn't die. Thea was, like, jacked up. I mean, Sarah. Sarah died, yeah, and Constantine put her soul back in her body. Okay. Well, I thought you got Lazarus pitted in it. Yes, after she was dead. Because remember when she was all feral and chained up in the body? Oh, yeah, that's right. Yeah. Yeah. And she brings um, it up every now and then about being... She brought it up in the Canary episode. Yeah. Um, but yeah, then they reveal... Yeah, yeah. But like, and then he sticks around, and then the next episode is the uh, the building gets dropped on everybody, and the whole Team Arrow is like, trying to escape, and then we have the Oliver-Tommy thing, which was the best episode of the season, maybe? Like, him having the discussion with Tommy? Yeah. Whenever they bring back Tommy, it's always exactly right. Like they've never, more than they've they never done. brought him back and not done a good job with it. Oh I've man, thought. the fucking the the Earth X Prometheus reveal was like it. It was like ninety seconds, and it was ninety mm-hmm. seconds of solid fucking gold. Yeah, um, but like, 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 like you know, all the other ones, he's only there for ninety seconds. Even the like the courtroom scene, yeah, that they did one year. It's like, it's like, but this yeah. was like was there like he filmed he was there he was like a side character and it was it was really strong i really i really enjoyed that i you you bring it up it brings it all back but yeah like they they did a lot of interesting stuff with oliver and his sister and it's like classic shakespearean stuff well Um, me and and lou were saying when you um when you you we had a little break real quick um this really felt like a soft series finale or like final season Especially the way it closes out. Yeah. And, um, like, and then the next season is very much going to be a celebration slash victory lap. Like, uh, yeah, I get I am really strongly thinking that next season is going to be eight episodes of Ollie being like just pulled by the ear by the monitor um, and either recruiting or uh, suppressing uh, certain individuals. I, th- I think it is like I think it's at least three to five episodes of him like recruiting mm-hmm. characters to help him to yeah. and yeah so kind of i mean the, so the, yeah. the reveal of the episode at the end is so like all right so the monitor comes and takes ali away and then God, comes, it's, this is fucking tragic yes um, but after he just has the kid and then the ending of the future is felicity's like all right you guys are good you have each other you're the next generation of heroes. And she walks down the road and the monitor takes her. So he yeah. may not, he's not necessarily dead. He's just... No, I think else. Oliver is dead, but his soul is somewhere. Like, they're kind of confirming that there is... I mean, Legends kind of confirms this, but they're sort of, like, making it clear that there is a heaven or an afterlife. Well, now, here's the thing. I, I think this was a very direct Injustice poll. Um, so... In the Injustice comic universe, uh, Green Arrow is killed by Superman. He dies. He's he dies first. Um, so Dinah's left without him. Um, I'm sorry. Uh, yeah, Dinah's left without him, and she's inconsolable. Um, but then and she died. Yeah, and pregnant, and she seemingly dies fighting Superman. Um, Doctor Fate defies uh, the gods of fate, grabs Dinah from near death, and brings her to a pocket universe where he grabbed an Oliver from a different Earth whose Dinah also died and basically gives them their own plane of existence to live in together um, and form their own life there. Yeah, um, I, I think I, what the monitor did here was he did more or less the same thing. And he brought Felicity from our earth to go live with an Oliver, on a different earth and the Felicity from the, like, I think he basically did the same thing. He did a switcheroo. 
I don't think they're going to okay. do that all over from a different Earth, but I think it's going to maybe be like something like a last second kind of pull of him. Yeah. But it depends on what they do with, with Crisis, which we want to talk about all the Yeah, I think we, yeah, we think we need to wait till all that stuff actually happens. Yeah. But yeah, like it, it, we'll see how it works. What was the other thing I was going to Well, the say, Super um, one we haven't discussed is that he shows up, he brings Lex back from the dead. Yes. And the second big thing he does is that he brings Martian Manhunter's brother into mm-hmm. the into, uh, onto her Earth? And the the Martian Manhunter thing sort of goes with his whole his whole point, which is to make people in these universes stronger, to prepare them for what's coming. The, the Lex steel, thing steel feels, steel. yeah, the Lex thing feels like him, like him recruiting. Actually, like yes, he's probably going to be working for the for the Monitor. But he dropped um, off Martian Manhunter. It seems like he takes Lex with him. Yeah, which is an interesting thing. The Lex I thing mean, is more like a Dr. Manhattan thing where it's like, Haha, that wasn't yeah. supposed to happen. Like, <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. Um, but yeah, Oliver and uh, Oliver and Monitor going around different worlds, recruiting characters to be part of a team led by Oliver. That sounds familiar to me. Like something <laughs> I might have pitched long ago. Um, I'm like, it, here's the thing. This this will all be worth it if if like he gets his team. You know exactly where I'm going with this. He gets yes. his team and uh, he's like, all right, guys. And someone's like, got it. We're the outside. And like before he finishes, <laughs> Oliver announces a new team name, and like whoever said it like sits down quietly. <laughs> There's only like a handful of characters that that would work perfectly for, but they could do it, which. I feel like, to me, the only characters I really want to see on his team is the one you already said, which is his father as the Green Arrow from Earth Two. <laughs> I, yeah. I, I need it. I need it so much. And the other one is the oh, one. Was, wait, 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 wait a minute, wait a minute. Didn't they establish that? They established it in the episode. Yeah, he's Green Arrow in that verse. In that yeah. universe, Oliver died, but he survived, and he's the Green Arrow. What? Robert what Green Earth? is the Green Arrow. Earth That's two. Earth Two, isn't it? Yes. Yeah. Oh fuck yes. Yeah. yeah, like I was, a, it was a joke earlier, but like that's something they could oh actually. Oh my god! Do. Yeah, they could a, actually no. have Robert Queen show up and like kill some giant character, like I, the guy who played Randall Flag in the in the stand years I, back. Like, I need it so much. It's <laughs> not even funny. I need that. Some, I, you know what? Fuck it. Have him, have him shoot Eobar with a gun. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, sure. Why not? <laughs> I uh, I mean yeah. The why, only one why why not is like like, like Barry's gonna go break his neck, but then like someone's like his fucking Ollie's dad is like no, like I'm saving you from the from you know your own dark side. Blam. Yes. It's <laughs> first flash in the face. Oh god, that would be. He's so like, what'd you do? He's like, you know what I wouldn't let you do, but I'm allowed to do this. I'm Batman. I mean, Granero. <laughs> I'm also Batman. I'm also uh, Batman. My son is also Batman, but don't tell him that. Yeah. Um, but I, I'm ready to go to bed. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, okay. Uh, we've done this surprisingly uh, energetic and thoughtful episode of CW Talk after we bemoaned it in the first 30 seconds. Um, mm. So, yeah, quick plugs. Um, Movie Dumpster. Hey, Mario Brothers is finally out after I goofed the release date for it because when we recorded it, I thought it was coming out like two weeks sooner. Yeah, it's out now. Um, uh, I know that my job as a member of the podcast is to tell you that it's good and you should listen to it. Um, 
but I listened to it the course of two days, and it's it's got some of the best audio editing and musical bits we've ever done. Um, and when I say we, I mean Joe, because usually it's like a one and done thing. Um, this was a multitude of different musical and sound effects. One in <laughs> one in particular pops up like three to five times and it's it's funny every single fucking time and i'm not gonna tell you what it is until you hear it um but i was ready for it the first time i was not ready for it for the next four um uh and it's fantastic every time like the, this episode had a lot of good editing in it and um uh we were really on top of our game i think at some point i was uh joking about Luigi Mario uh, eating uh, what he thought was magical mushrooms and then having the cops call Mario and tell him that he's assaulting the local aquarium. Um, <laughs> just jumping on regular sized turtles. Um, it's really good. Child's Play 3 is out. We just recorded Ghost Shark. And here it is, everybody. Next week, we're talking about Clash of the Titans 2009. I can't fucking wait. Because um, uh, spoilers, everybody. I love that movie. So, yeah. Um, I think Arlen actually mentioned on the show that he, he kind of also likes that movie. So mm. it's got the Incredible Hulk with tentacles. Yeah, I mean, it does. It does have those things. Yes. Yeah. yeah it's a, it's a, it's a all right movie. It is uh, a perfectly fine CGI slop fest. Right. It's a perfectly fine. It's TNT and it's one o'clock at night and I have nothing else to do. Film. There um, you go. Yeah. Yeah, that's what it's for. Mm-hmm. Uh, now, I guess it's time for my plugs. Uh, prepare for in two weeks to hear me react to that movie dumpster episode because that's how I listen to podcasts. Uh, so, yeah, have that be a thing. I'll start a podcast every single week. Well, we're actually going to be switching to bi-weekly here real soon just because me and Eric are busy and we have we have lives and other things that we're doing. So, Look forward to that. New episodes coming soon. Sort of, I think we're doing a, like a some more, uh, you know, our thoughts on what's going on in the world type thing. Um, and uh, I think we're doing a Tarantino episode pretty soon. Uh, a couple Whoa. other things that are sort of going to be timely. So uh, look forward to that. Uh, yeah, that's it. All right. Um... So if you're listening to this, check out the And Now Comics comic book show. It's just about every Thursday. And then Smallville Chronicles every Tuesday. This, our next coming episode, the guest star of the week, um, was a big bad in Arrow for a minute uh, when he was a little kid. And that's the guy that played Brother Eye. Uh, Wait. Yes. Felicity's Collegehood uh, Sweetheart. Oh, you said Brother Eye. Um, yes, and, he's the guy that created I'm... Brother Eye. Okay, I went you to Injustice real quick. No, uh, Injustice uh, Brother I was in Injustice too. He's a Bruce Wayne inv- invention. Yes, there. yeah, in that, yes, that's the more comic book accurate. Yeah, um, yeah, he's in the crypto episode. Uh, oh, okay. And then, yeah, go to closeharrow.wordpress.com, find the other podcasts. I am on Legion of Tunes, which comes out times, and uh, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, <laughs> it comes forget. out. Uh, and when it comes out, yeah. comes out when it comes out. A month. Yeah. yeah. So um, don't forget to rate, review, and subscribe, and tell some friends about the show. Yeah. Listen to the whole Los Haro Podcast Network, featuring sixty percent of the people on this show right now. So, <laughs> yeah. Math. All right. Well. Okay. I think we're all sufficiently done with this. So. Oh yeah. Yeah. I'm fucking. 
Like I'm barely alive. Mm-hmm. Yeah. All right. Yeah. Bye. Bye Adios. Tom Welling is going to be Bruce Wayne. See you at our next crisis. 